Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. <laughs> you know, I could have killed you just now, but what the hell? I'd love to play. Where's Donovan? Oh, don't worry about your friend. He's chilling out. Good afternoon. May I help you? This is Filmsack. Sure. Greetings, Earth people, and welcome back to FilmSack. This is FilmSack episode 503, continually mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson. Joined today by Brian. Nothing makes more sense than a all-leather police uniform Dunaway. I'm hot. Please insert show intro 3.1 loading. Oh, hi, and welcome to FilmSack Labs, where we straddle the line of what is possible and what is unquestionably going to end in a symphony of screams. This week, we have been working on bringing virtual reality-based AI into the real world by, by inserting their programming carts into a pile of silicone nanobots, essentially creating life. We here at the labs foresee great humanitarian possibilities as a result of this new technology. Oh, hands are going up. All right, we have questions. Yes, sir. What is your query? Can we make real-world animals like realistic snakes and uh, such with our technology? Good news. We already have. Would you like to hold her? You would? Excellent. Here you go. I expect you'll be screaming by the end of this intro. Okay, next question. Can our technology give Russell Crowe a better singing voice? No. His voice is already perfect. Last question. Can we create the perfect woman? Well, why would you want to do that? Wait, do you mean like in weird science? So you don't mean the perfect woman. You mean the perfect woman. Oh, hell yeah. Reach in that cabinet and hand me that crowd pleaser. No, not that one. The one labeled Sheila 6.9. Hey, anybody hungry? Grab that Susie Chef 1.2 while you're back there. We're about to get this party started. Oh, no. Sensory overload. Intro crashed. Would you like to reopen? Cancel. Rebooting Randy. <laughs> you know, it got chaotic toward the end, kind of like the movie. Well done. Yeah. I like that. Do good. like Sheila 6.9. Subtle. Yeah. yeah. yeah not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very subtle. Uh, also with us, Randy. He's at least 50 terabytes, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I had a big future tech firm? No. That's a true story. Back in 1995, we were the number one provider of futuristic technologies in all of the greater Los Angeles area. Uh, what what was our secret? Good question. Thank you for asking. I don't know if anyone else heard you ask. Our secret to making technologies was actually three rules. Number one, paper is the future. More than ever before, people are going to use paper to write things and to read things. In the future, jail cells will be chock full of paper. Prisoners will be able to just blow it out of their jail cells. They'll have so much of it. Number two, 
people always ask me about cameras, and in the future, there will be lots of cameras, but they'll be handheld. I don't know why anyone thinks a camera could ever be smaller than your average kitchen appliance. Number three, most importantly, let me tell you about television technology because it's going to be wild. In the future, we're going to take six four by three screens and put them all close together to make one big television screen with seams of crisscrossing it. And just to make sure you don't think it's one big screen, we're going to adjust the color and brightness balance on each screen to be a little different than the other five and then you know what you're gonna do with it you're gonna play chess the game of the future mm-hmm. i uh had that same thought when those screens were up i'm like man adjust yes. those damn things they look like shit but just that one the one main one in the center for yeah. pete's sake yeah, well, how hard is this all right with us finally brian his back end was also reassembled with nanobots and glass <laughs> So glad you brought that up. Hey, I'm Brian 5.3, and I'm going to be delivering your film sack intro. I'm a two megabyte coffee swilling Pokemon playing head shaving double backflip off the side of the pool into the shallow end. Look at my butt. Smooth, isn't it? Yeah, high resolution. That's how you know it's a simulation. One, two, one, two, three, four. Watch me do some squats. Hey, is this a uh, weird futuristic instrument for me For from four years in the future? Looks like some sort of alien pod. But if that porn star can figure it out, surely I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I get some virtual Purell first? A one and a two. And a, uh, no, would you rather play some chess? Sure, but all my pieces are from 3D modeling demo files. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel, shlemazel. <laughs> I've been trying to compute which operating system I'm using. My system clock seems accurate. Am I Android? Am I Windows? Am I Linux? Ow! Denzel just punched me in my eyeballs. I guess that explains it. I'm Apple. Ow, my eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the computer, uh, the the freaking lawnmower man business going on in this movie. So much lawnmower man. I just really appreciate that you put the name eyeballs in my head. I, the letter I. Oh, yeah, they belong there. Lowercase eyeballs. Yeah, well done. Uh, The movie is one a lot of you probably never heard of 1995's Virtuosity starring wow. everyone's favorite uh, actor combination Denzel Washington Russell Crowe they would do this later with a movie called American Gangster which was uh, a really fantastic gangster movie and uh, the roles were flipped and that one Russell Crowe's the good guy and uh, Denzel Washington is the bad Denzel's guy the so bad guy, yeah. they got to change shoes uh, later on also, these two. Do, do, they have, do they have Kelly Lynch in that one though? In American Gangster? Uh, no, but she I was. So. She would have been a perfect reunion then. She, right. she is. Uh, she. I saw her in something recently. Don't remember what it was, but she doesn't Roadhouse? look like this person. <laughs> no, it was a Roadhouse. Drugstore <laughs> Cowboy. I mean, come on, she's done so many. Charlie Charlie's Angels reboot. It's like a new thing, <laughs> and she looked real different. She does not look like. I don't just mean she's aged. I mean something's different. She's a different. She's been virtuosity. She's had a, oh, a remake. Maybe some bad work done. Oh, really? I don't even know if it's bad. It's just she just doesn't look like the same person. It's like a Jennifer Grey kind of thing going on. I just can't tell who it is. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, well done to her and uh, to this uh, film. Now we'll get into all the details and the nitty gritty here. But I wanted to mention one other little crossover that these guys had. Uh, these two, not very long from now, would compete in two separate Oscar runs uh, and win. Each of them would get a win and the other would lose. So best best actor happened for those for those guys twice. Uh, the first one for hold on, I got it right here. So and, Denzel had to be Training Day because yep. that's his only Oscar. Training Day, and that was uh, a beautiful mind would have been Crow's Oscar had he won that year. He didn't okay. win best actor. The film did though, but won best film. 
Uh, and then Crow was nominated for The Insider, 1999's The Insider, also fantastic. Uh, and Washington for the movie Hurricane. Um, the Hurricane. Yeah. The hur- sorry, The Hurricane. Neither one. Uh, that one. So I guess I guess Crow did Crow ever win anything? No. No. Uh, was he Maximus? Oh, yes, yeah. Gladiator won, but not not best actor for Crow, right? Mm, yeah, right. I don't think he uh, ever. By won. the way, that that uh, ninety nine film, uh, the Oscar winner for best actor was Kevin Spacey in American Beauty, and that doesn't look right at all in retrospect. Oh, oh no, not now, <laughs> does it? No, sure he did. Doesn't. He did win the best actor uh, for Gladiator in two thousand. Oh, he did. Okay, well, uh-huh. he got his then. Well, well done. <laughs> he got his. <laughs> well done, Maximus. Right, you got yes. you, you got yours. Uh, but anyway, we were entertained. clearly we were entertained. Clearly, we were very. I, entertained. I just want to. I want to say right off the top. I can't believe this is the same Russell Crowe. Like, what a development as an actor between '95 and 2000. Like he he mm-hmm. went he went. This is terrible. He's not an actor. Mm-hmm. No, he's really good. bad in this. And also, but but see, here's the weird thing. And this is what inspired me to tell you guys that. Um, uh, that other the the Western movie whose name I just forgot is on streaming now. Uh, oh, Quick and the Dead. Quick and the Dead. That's also Russell Crowe, also from '95, and he's really good in it. Like he's a, yeah. a good yeah, actor. I don't. In it. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that bad in this. I think that he he's playing a character that has to come across as being a virtual character, fish out of water in the world, but knowing what he's doing. I think he he's having fun playing it. Like it's a chew up the scenery yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Um, the, he very the closest, clearly, like he wait. very clearly has specific references that are all like uh, robot men. You know, yeah, like, he, yeah. he plays right. this like every time they ever booted up data. Remember, yeah. Yeah. Like, they were always, <laughs> data would get yeah. booted up, and then he's like he's like blinking and looking around, like I don't know what I mm-hmm. am or where mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, right. But but Russell Crowe as Sid six point seven is kind of doing that the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like he never really, mm-hmm. you know, he never really becomes a real boy. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> right. I kind of yeah. got a Pedro Pascal in that new Wonder Woman movie vibe out of him. Um, oh, it's fun. Just kind of acting getting... over the top on every moment, like just losing your mind, sort of acting. I don't know. Uh, I was getting the um, uh, bullseye from the Ben Affleck. Daredevil movie, ah. Colin Farrell. Uh, I was. Vodka oh, was, that's not bad. I yeah. was getting. Uh, I was getting the Joker, especially with his purple suit. Yeah, yeah. It's a sweet purple yeah, suit. Definitely, you, you definitely get the feeling that he uh, he referenced Jack Nicholson in the yeah in the a little Batman bit. with the. Uh, Plus, mm-hmm. we were in the thick. We were in the thick of the uh, the the later Batman movies, right? The Joel Schumacher, um, yeah, business. But you yeah. were still in that like five year window when all that shit was getting made, and. Uh, so yeah, I I mean absolutely he's he's channeling some of that stuff, but man does it not work well. It's just he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's really it's terrible. It's a, a big I, it's I think a he's big, also just given really bad material to work with. But yeah. yeah. It, it it's, it's not really it's big, not the nice guys uh Russell Crowe. It's yeah. a really big ask uh for what is coming from the page to this because this is a this is a technology all this technology now all makes you know, we, we all know what it is now, right? Mm-hmm. But back in 95, I mean, we were just barely even understanding what the internet was going to become or what, like Randy mentioned, cameras. Cameras were becoming very prevalent during 95, but we couldn't have predicted or we didn't predict that they would all be attached to our cell phones and we would all have, you know, phones in our pockets constantly. Yeah. And so, so this movie, like, literally shows people 
getting footage of things over and over and they're holding huge cameras with wires dangling out of them. And it's just, it's sad to me because the movie was the the writer, I'm forgetting the name of the writer, but he was, you know, he was tasked with coming up with a bunch of future ideas and he couldn't, he couldn't imagine that it would be the future where things, except with this one thing, which is the pill that gets inserted into Denzel Washington's head. (laughs) That was really like, that was really inventive for 95. Right. Sure. Right. And and like, we can totally see it now. Like that's, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Eric burnt, by the way, is the writer, Eric burnt, Mm -hmm. burnt. Yeah. He, uh, and Oh, weird. He wrote a short in 2018 called Sid 6.7. What? What? Shut really? up. I got to see up. what this is. Yeah, I do too. And now I need to know. I need to know if they were trying to reboot this or what they were trying to do there. I cuz I actually think there's the underpinnings of something here. Like there's a there's a there's an interesting story to tell. Make it a little darker, get a little blade runnery, smarter about your future tech, a little less, you know, goofy about oh, yeah. it. Uh, you could you could totally uh you could totally remake this movie. Yeah. Well, he's also working on an adaptation of uh Scott Sigler's Infected. Oh, I like Sigler's work. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. There's there's such good elements here. Like the idea of a villain who's actually composed of 150 villains. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Like it just gives you the the ability to do anything you want with a person. Yeah. And uh, this movie just doesn't really explore that. He's just like... You know, he's just like, he's, he's like I say, like data being rebooted all the time. He's got a bunch of powers. He uses his knowledge. Right. But it's not like, it's not like it could have been. Yeah, I agree. One of my biggest complaints, this is small and I know this is dumb and we're probably gonna get emails about it, but I don't care. Drives me crazy that everyone, anytime they mention his name, Russell Crowe's character, Sid 6.7, that they have to say Sid (laughs) 6.7. That's like me saying, Hey, uh, I need that program. Well, oh, what what operating system are you running? Oh, I'm running 10.8 uh, with the fall <laughs> update. Like, come on. You well, don't do that. You well, just- right. It's, I, I don't know. I guess it's according to whether or not if all the SIDs had been brought to life, then it would be kind of like, well, you'd have to reference each one of them then. But only one SID has been brought to life, right? Right. Also, so, yeah. also, it would be like if we just kept referring to you as Scott B. Johnson over and over. Like, right. Hey, Scott B. Johnson, what do you think? Scott yeah, B. what do you yeah. think? Scott, Scott B. Johnson. B. Johnson. Yeah. yeah, like if you, that's a dumb way to do it. Software people never do it that way. The the reason this movie did it, I cannot explain. It re- really drove me crazy. You just call him Sid. It, it's fine to yeah. reference the fact that this is 6.7, meaning six plus some patches is where we're at. And that's what we've got now. <laughs> But then be done. That's done. Mm-hmm. We're over. Because then what that tells me is your writer doesn't really understand tech and didn't even understand current tech. Didn't know that Windows <laughs> existed. Yeah. Like that's the weirdest thing to me. Yeah. You know the like the 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 people making this movie should have asked well, what is what do computers look like right now? You know, well, right. Did, uh, there you was think one that the director that- Brett Leonard who also did Lawnmower Man would have had at least a good bit of technical uh, you know advice from different people that. Oh, wait, he did Lawnmower that. Man? So like, Lawnmower Man guy did this one, too? Well, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't now it all, Now it all makes sense. Now, now it's making sense. <laughs> I mean, this is basically <laughs> him I saying, understand. this is him three years later well, going, is he, all right, right, we've got slightly better technology now oh. that I can use to make Russell Crowe look all melty before he comes out of the egg. Yeah. Like, ugh, that's that explains a lot. I'm I'm sad I didn't notice that before, but kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of fine with it. Yeah. Uh, he also directed Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. What? 
<laughs> stop giving him crap. All right. You should crap, though. You should stop giving crap. him crap for that. Okay. He made that really crap, bad though. man thing movie in 2005. That was real bad. Yeah. I never saw that one, actually. Uh, that'd be Great sackable that. here. We should do it here. I had never seen this one. The, for, I, didn't seen, the, I didn't even know oh, this even existed. Virtuosity? Yeah. I, didn't even know, I, I didn't even know this existed until y'all said, we're going to watch Virtuosity. I'm like, what the crap is that? Oh, <laughs> let me just put a pin in one thing, uh, something earlier. The Sid 6.7 from 2018 is a fan film. Right. Um, so they're giving him credit for creating the character. He didn't have anything really to do with it. It's a 10-minute film where um, the LAPD resurrects said 6.7 Hannibal Lecter style to help them catch another serial killer. So basically he's, wow. he's hired by the LAPD to be advised. It kind of is. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's like, it's not a bad storyline. Yeah. Except it works out just like, or, but it's just like uh, science of the lambs. Cause in the end, I'm guessing he is. gets loose and becomes a problem again. Right. I Probably. don't know. You'll have to spend 10 minutes to find out. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be it'd be worth it. Had I known, I would have actually tried to catch it and see it before. Yeah, this, I think but I would have too. I don't know where you'd watch we it. Though. In an, if we were in an era like because this is you're reminding me of Jurassic Park, where you're like, why would anybody do that? Like, why why would you why would you even have the ability for mm. someone to you know be created for a mm. dinosaur to be made in the current world right like yeah. why would mm-hmm. you do that and like the, this is the same thing the whole time i'm asking like i i get that there was an accident with a s- class snake that's freaking weird but right. I, I i get it was an accident but why would it even be possible you know you just don't take chances like this and right. of course we 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 wow are- you're falling heavily on uh <laughs> on on the side of but should we right right mm-hmm. we could yeah. should asking, we? but, but see that but that's why the, jurassic the park goldblum of our yeah. uh, right but yeah, that's why our, that's uh, why jurassic uh, park works though uh, jurassic park <laughs> works because they're given a motivation and that motivation is we want to have a big profitable monster business idea that involves bringing these dinosaurs back so they get away with it there because they've got this conceit of here's why we're going to do it because it'll be massively uh uh, profitable, but also there is a scientist involved who just really wants to see this happen because wow, can you imagine melting these billions of years between us into one? And now the dinosaurs are here, and we can control this. We have the technology to keep them in their cages. Like there's so many cool conceits around it that I think that works. And this one, there isn't it. There, it, you just unplug yeah. it. Unplug mm-hmm. the guy. Be done. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. just oh, turn him off. Unplug him eventually. Well, in the most gross way ever. Yeah, that was pretty cool yeah. though. And I'm saying, I'm saying that if you can, uh, if you can go hunting Sid six point seven, like uh, as told, as described, mm. uh, you just take some solvent with you and spray him with something that will dissolve him. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's, not, it's just not. Stop trying to make my hour and forty five minutes only thirty minutes. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> so wait, you're saying like a glass something? Something that, would that be, yeah, uh, something that eats away silicon. You're, you're running around with Windex. Yeah, something yeah. better than taking them out one bullet at a time, which apparently right. is very ineffective. Yeah, they right. didn't do anything. That just made him jerk yeah. around a little bit and then and, sp- and spew uh, And then he would uh, then he would have the uh, yeah, Roger go-gurt. Rabbit bug eyes. Woo-hoo. Oh my gosh, that's so funny of it because I was watching it going, what does that goo in his mouth remind me of? And you just <laughs> it did just it. came it's to go-gurt. me Gogurt, yeah. Gogurt. <laughs> first scene, the first <sighs> scene uh, does this movie no justice. The first scene uh, because you're supposed to be thrown into this thing and not know what's going on. You're not even supposed to know you're in uh, virtual reality in the first scene. 
And I was so like uh, the instant that uh, the people were all walking around unnaturally, I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is fake. duplicated." And yeah, yeah. well, not only that, what threw me was because of the Matrix. I mean, because well, we've seen the Matrix. No, no. Or for me, it was the glitching. It was the world glitching around him. But well, had we seen the world glitching before? Oh yeah, in movies, hell yeah. In films, yeah. I mean, if you're in a fake virtual space, did you ever see? Uh, in fact, the lady in this, there's a lady who's barely used in this. The actress's name is, uh, she's really great. I can't Tracy remember. Lords? No, not Tracy Lords. <laughs> she, she <laughs> Katie, Kaylee Cuoco? No, not Kaylee Cuoco. The 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 older lady. Unrecognizable as the kid, by the way. That was just like, oh, wow, I that's know. Kaylee Cuoco? The older, I to, the older I lady. Like, that go worked. back and, and say, Tina, that's Kaylee Cuoco. And we're like, just studying her. Yeah. Every time she talks, okay, there was kind of a little bit of a Kaylee Cuoco thing there. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. She's unrecognizable in this. She really that's, is. That's who yeah. she is. But, but which, anyway, I can't remember her I'm name. Sure but she's she worked, happy about. Yeah, probably. Right. But she worked with Fickner and um, Forsyth a bunch. Uh, she wore a lady's pantsuit, worked for the government. I can't think of her name. <laughs> lady's pantsuit? Yeah. Kelly Lynch? I, oh, Kelly no, you're talking Lynch. about no, Fletcher. Uh, Louise Fletcher. Yes, uh, Louise Fletcher. Thank you. Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, that lady. She was also in that oh, old that old okay. movie that I keep saying we need to watch and we can never find it on um, Mind. Oh, my, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mind your business. No, gosh dang it. No names are coming to me today. I don't know why. But all right. Uh, it's the one with... Uh, uh, Flowers right. in the Attic? Uh, more Cowbell. What's his name in it? Uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Right. Mind something. <laughs> Hold oh, on. uh, yes, right. It was the one where Natalie Wood died and during right after production, yes. right? Yes, or during oh, production. So we're we're like right uh, in Scott one point two right now. Brainstorm. Brainstorm. Brainstorm, brainstorm. It's the thing yeah. that the one sound makes if that's what you're reading. Uh, brainstorm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I, heard green, brainstorm. I heard Green Needle. Yeah, I heard Green needle? needle. I can't. You guys seen Green Needle? Great movie, Green Needle. Anyway, it's uh, it's we got to see it one day. But she's in yeah. that also. And it's a very um, similar thing. They put on these headsets. The point in that movie is everyone's experiencing somebody else's experience. So if you want to know um, what it's like to be with a prostitute, put this chip in your head and you put a little head thing on and now you're doing it with a with a prostitute but put lady. this condom chip on first. Yeah, exactly. Or if you want to see what it's like to get murdered or murder someone, you wear the murder headset. Um, it's very cool. But those concepts, back to Dunaway's question, those concepts have been messed with for a long time. This thing, when he's walking around and seeing the sky ripple, all I did was go, oh, well, this is a glitchy, bad VR program. Mm -hmm. Like, why even... As soon as I saw the pair of guys, like the sets of guys coming up the escalator and all looking the same, dead look on their face and splitting apart that's you, i you love that decide. intro song by the way the intro and the visuals yeah of this movie was, is spot on i was gonna look that up i think that was happy mondays i know live was in there uh oh, yeah, one of the songs was live right russell crowe was live. in there somewhere yes right? 30, when he pulls up to uh kidnap uh kelly Cuoco. Right. his 30 foot his 30 foot grunts 30 odd foot of grunts right yeah. uh, <laughs> the final song on the way out was kind oh, of cool. Um, Peter Gabriel, I'm the party man. Oh yeah, that was in there. It had some, de- it had like some decent a, tracks. I right? love Peter Gabriel, but what a bad choice for a song to end your virtual reality movie, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it must have had a deal. It must already had like, well, we can use this one. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> this, this movie could have just been scored by Live. Like they could have just oh, taken the whole album. Yeah. I love that. Album. Some copper in there. Copper. Oh, yeah. I don't, some, I don't like the new IMDb. I can't there. find anything on this damn thing. Yeah, this, the, the new layout's weird. Where's IMDb 6.2. I like uh, 
<laughs> I like Dunaway's reference. It's a good one. Throw some copper in there. I go. I see what yeah. you did. Yeah. 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 Well done on that. Anyway, it's a it's a hell of a thing because it's it's one of these movies that I think I saw, but I don't remember shit about it. I think I saw it on VHS with my friend Andrew or something after the fact, like maybe ninety six, mm-hmm. ninety seven, and thought so little of it that honestly, this felt new. Or maybe I never saw it and I just thought I did. I don't know. Yeah. It feels so much like so many other movies that it's really easy to not be sure if you've seen it or not. Yeah. Because you feel like you've seen everything in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a little Johnny Mnemonic in here. There's a little yes. uh, Matrix yeah. in here. There's a little bit of the that net, brainstorm. Uh, yeah. All of it. All of it yeah. mushed into this thing that I have to and admit. A whole I mean, lot of lawnmower, man. Yeah. <laughs> whole lot of lawnmower, man. I remember, or I've, I said prior to the show uh, off air, um, so I'll say it again. This feels like one of them, like this is a very sackable film and we just didn't even know it. Like, yeah, we didn't know what we were getting into. We're talking about, you know, two actors who have famous careers uh, in our leads. We have a bunch of smaller roles for people that would end up going on to bigger things. Kaylee Cuoco being one of them. Um, and it seems like there'd be just tons of cool stuff to mine here. But what I came away with was Russell Crowe was terrible and Denzel Washington <laughs> does the same thing he does in everything which is just sort of right. mumble through the dialogue and like what i really is, like he, him a lot but i don't I, there's not a lot going here going on here that does oh, anything for him why this is my favorite trivia of this whole movie is that the reason why he did this is because his son asked him to so denzel washington was like what, what's his son let me let me yeah, I think this is true. Here, it's, like, it's like blaming your kids for uh, right. Cancun. For Cancun, exactly. Yeah. Let's do, That's let's, a reference you won't understand in about five years. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully sooner than that. Right. Uh, by the way, that song that I thought was by uh, Happy Mondays is called Big yeah. Day in the North. It's by Sean Ryder and Danny Saber. Sean Ryder is the lead vocalist of Happy Mondays. And it's oh. his other it's band, Black Grape. Black it's such a grape. perfect slide. Black grape. Mm. It's such a but perfect also, slide into a film. It's yeah. just. It is. You but you also right get uh, William Orbit. You get uh, Tricky has a song on here. It's a good soundtrack. Probably, mm-hmm. I would argue the best thing about this movie is the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If I needed someone to be on time, I'd get Tricky to be on time. Yeah, it would be tricky. Yeah, it would be to tricky. rock a rhyme. To rock a rhyme on I time. Mean, yeah. Right. Right on time. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Yeah, you bet it. Some, some references DMC. are better than others, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to throw some scrutiny at that. Scrutiny. These, anytime somebody says, oh, he did the role because his kid talked him into it, I never believe those. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, because look what he'd already done. I just, I, I think it's possible. I mean, it, it's not the first time a Hollywood actor has agreed to, you know, it's like, their their kid goes oh look at all this this is the new hotness dad and it's like I don't I don't understand this son but I'll I'll take your word for it well if we go back to ninety let's go back to the era ninety five we had right that same year devil in a blue dress another bad movie crimson crimson tide you already done Philadelphia crimson tide was fantastic oh man crimson tide was good Philadelphia ninety three he was nominated for best supporting there Pelican Brief yeah you're right he had Malcolm X this is all behind him now mm-hmm. yeah yeah he does some stuff hmm. Glory oh Glory's so good. Did you guys ever see Glory? That was another nomination for him, wasn't it? Or yeah. even a win? Best supporting, maybe a one. Yeah, he may have yeah. won. What's crazy about that is that was just a year after he left St. Elsewhere. That, that's think of that wow. timeline. Yeah, that, and and Tina was pointing out he looks exactly the same today as he did back yeah, in yeah, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, he's uh, except for that one really bad picture I saw last year of him on the street, <laughs> like and he was walking his dog, and it's like. <laughs> 
He's got like a ratty shirt on. He's got like this dad bod going on with yeah, the, you know, sure. little bit of belly. And I'm like, like all of us. Yeah, don't take pictures of him like that. That's why paparazzi <laughs> sucks. I know, right? Get out of here. <laughs> he needs to be in acting shape. Leave him alone. Leave yeah, him alone. exactly. Do we have a fa- do? Let's do our fun thing we do where we talk about our favorite uh, Denzel Washington movie. I have one, but it's heavily biased toward the subject matter because I know it isn't great but i really enjoy it i really like book of eli the book of eli is fantastic mm. but it's a post-apocalyptic you know mad max irradiated world with a freaking you know but it's one of those so i know yeah. i know that i'm 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 biased in that regard but does anyone else have like one with I, like, oh, abs- yeah. absolutely I'm, I'm gonna have one that is just a like a guilty pleasure and i just i just love it i think john q from 2002 where he has to uh Take that hospital emergency room hostage to save his oh, yeah. save his son. I I just felt like it was like an earnestness to that performance, and it, I just I really liked it and enjoyed it. Oh, he's a good he's a good Scrabble uh, player because he's got John Q and Malcolm X. And ah, those are yes. both high point. Oh man, uh, yeah, high value titles. Uh, Brian or uh, yeah, Randy, and, what do you what do you the, the taking a Pelham is worth one hundred twenty three points? <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> Uh, for for me, it, the the movie that makes uh, him is always going to be Training Day. I can't I can't say I dislike it, although I hated it when I saw it. When I saw the Training Day for the first time, and I'm in a movie theater with SDDS sound, and you just it's like throwing all of this heinous stuff into your face. Uh, I was like, I was so emotionally wrapped up in that movie yeah. that I came out saying, I don't ever want to see that again. But then like 15 years later, I sat and watched it and he's just there. He just, he fills that role and makes it more than it needs to be mm-hmm. so much. You know, it's just amazing. Like what a, yeah. what a per- mm-hmm. performance for an actor. It's like this, for me, it's like this career defining thing. And, uh, I still feel terrible like i watch that movie and i'm just waiting for the the big uh like scary scenes with you know with, with my hands covering my eyes you know what i mean well so but, so so often he is he's cast as like this such a great um leading man with moral fortitude and you know there's always a strength to his roles and he's making the right call and he's doing the best thing You're describing and, courage under fire yeah i mean mm-hmm. well that's like every movie he makes there's, every yeah it seems like but yeah. then Glory, training day comes uh, along and it's like hey we're going to give you the oscar for the worst human being character you've ever played <laughs> and he's really terrible like in it that, like, like in deja character. vu he was that was such a weird <laughs> you remember that one that was such a weird role for him to have to play both good and bad guy that mm-hmm. was yeah I uh, it's it's be really easy for me to pick Crimson Tide because I think that is the oh, best. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite movies he has done, but I'm going to point to uh, Inside Man because a lot of people uh, don't know about this film, and it's about a bank robber um, who pulls off a brilliant heist, and uh, Denzel is the um, oh, that's the the, the, the Spike Lee joint. It is Spike Lee, yeah. That's an amazing oh. film. It is really, oh really my good. gosh! It doesn't even. Oh, it's one of those movies that if you missed it, you really missed out. And and if you yeah. heard Spike Lee did it, you went, "What is he just doing an action movie now? Like, what's his career? Like oh, all of these weird things too. at the time." Yeah, Jodie Foster, Willem Dafoe, so Christopher Clive Plummer. Owen. That is an amazing. Yeah. Clive Owen's and crazy good in that. That is okay. Yeah. Just we're all giving this a moment. But it's right, one hundred percent right. I take yeah. it all back. That might be my favorite. That's a great. It's good. Movie. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, drop what you're doing and and 
and see. But no, don't stop listening to the podcast. Don't drop. Well, yeah, what you're yeah. Doing. Don't drop. Don't drop what you're doing for another hour. Yeah, and then stick right. around. Stick around. It Jeez. is. Uh, yeah. Uh, 2004's uh, Man on Fire is also very cool. By the way, yeah, oh, yeah. I recommend that one. Yeah, uh, I, 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 it may have sounded like I, I was saying a minute ago that um, Training Day was the first Denzel Washington movie I remember, and that's not that's not it at all. But the first one I, I remember noticing Denzel Washington in was Much Ado About Nothing. Mm. Uh, my whole English class was taken to <laughs> see this movie uh, in 1993, and I remember thinking, uh, "Oh, how cool is this guy?" Because in the in Much Ado About Nothing, he plays uh, Don Pedro. He is happy. He's happy the whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's smiling. He's standing up straight. You know what I mean? Right. And I just remember. No, no, he's not a tragic figure. That's yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, oh, and so, like, man. you should like. It's not my favorite Denzel Washington by any stretch, but you should see it if you haven't. Forgot Keanu Reeves was in that. Totally spaced that he was in that. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's a good now, one. I hate to jump to Russell Crowe for a minute, but I'll I'll mention it again. No, go ahead. Jump He's great. His, uh, smooth, if you haven't, smooth, if you uh, haven't seen right, if you haven't seen Unhinged, you you need to see this <laughs> defining moment of Russell Crowe. Sure? I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a good movie. <laughs> I'm just saying you need to see Russell Crowe in this role and then move on. It's fine. Mm. But yeah, yeah I mm. think it's just. It's, it's one of those that I've been going back and forth on. I, and it's, you know, the big benefit is the fact that it's not quote unquote free streaming anywhere or else I probably, right. would, probably would do it. But uh, it just looks like it would be a very stressful Yes, I'm going to walk out. I'm going to end up hating society even more after. Yes, you will. Like I I did with uh, falling down. But it's so important to see, I think, Russell Crowe in this part of his life because he's going to, after this, he's going to lose weight and he's going to make this return, I think. It just it just feels like he's right on the precipice of doing something. Well, he's another always, step. He's always another busy. Step in his like his Jor El is one of my favorite things about that. Right, those Batman mm-hmm. movies. I love. Yeah. I, I like all his newer stuff. I really like that weird Noah movie. Where yeah, he was, what was the oh, yeah, what was yeah. the uh, cop buddy cop uh, thing with? Um, oh, uh, good nice guys. Uh, the nice guy. Oh, yeah, mentioned uh, that yeah. earlier. Nice yeah, guys, you mentioned yeah. that earlier, and also the. Um, uh, uh, I mean, I think Russell. Okay, so we'll do the same thing for Russell Crowe. My favorite thing Russell Crowe ever did was that. Master and Commander, oh, Far Side of the World, Far Side of the World yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I love that freaking mm-hmm. movie. I almost hit play on it last night, and then realized it's 10 p.m. here. I won't be done with this four-hour <laughs> epic. <laughs> That's such a good movie, you guys. Oh my gosh, freaking love it. Anyway. Friday, Friday night, I was about to go to bed. It's after midnight. I had been watching a car chase because that's what you do here in the Southern California region. Mm-hmm. You, turn, you turn on KTLA at night, and sometimes the cops are chasing a car. And uh, they all the coverage of it ended at midnight. The car chase went on until two in the morning, but they all everybody stopped covering it. Like I don't know, there's a union rule that you have to <laughs> take the helicopter down at midnight. Anyway, so uh, it's midnight. I should go to bed. It's Friday night, but for some reason, uh, I was looking at the home screen of Netflix and I started this movie called I Care a Lot. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. welcome to the recommendals portion of Filmsack. I'm telling you, uh, this is not a good movie. 
but everyone should watch it. Right. Okay. Well, I am going to be using it for my recommendals on Wednesday, and I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. Oh, mm. interesting. Mm. It, it has so much potential. This movie has Cheers. so many yeah. elements that I want so badly to be in like a Martin Scorsese movie. <laughs> but Wait, it's not which, which, which I'm sorry, and which I missed the title. Which movie is it? I, I care. care a lot. Oh, we watched it too. Yeah. It was going to be our recommendal. I'm glad we're having this discussion. <laughs> So I so loved next, it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I liked it too. So next thing I know, it's two thirty in the morning, and I'm trying to go to sleep, and I can't because I'm just thinking about this movie. It's that like, that movie don't... made me. That made me. I've I've had an epiphany last week with that movie because it made me decide that Peter Dinklage is maybe my favorite mob boss oh. of all time. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and, uh, the, and the movie never once mentions his size. It, no, he it's is, great. He is right. portrayed right. as a as a standard human, and I think that is so freaking cool. Yeah, you know? yeah. not only that, I mean, they don't hide the fact that he's a little person, obviously, and it's also Peter Dinklage right. who can't avoid you know his his notoriety. But he's but he, it's never they, they don't care. It's never part never of it. Used as a right. Yeah, it's not a crutch. It's not a visual gag. It's never anything. It's just this guy's scary as shit. So the interesting thing about this film is how device it was, how divisive it was in this house, because Tina's current job, her new job is working with adult protective services. Mm -hmm. And so she hated (laughs) Rosamund (laughs) Rosamund Pike's character from the get go and never stopped hating her. Even when you're kind of supposed to feel bad for or root for No, she never stopped hating. Well, that's the thing about this movie. You never know who to root for. You, yeah, you yeah. you think you do, but you don't, and then you do again, and then you don't. It's like all over the map. The you root for the weast. That's all there is to uh, it. Root for even the weast. Even the weast has her issues. She's okay. so good. But, um, Gosh, but I just like, for anybody out there who's, who's <laughs> like who's like hasn't watched I Care a lot and is thinking I might watch that. I just want you to know the first thirty minutes of this movie were the scariest thing I've ever seen. Like hmm. I I spent the first thirty m- minutes of this movie so scared and mad and ready to get hmm. vengeance. I mean, it was just like they they couldn't have packed more. Just oh, evil. I was pissed. I was yeah. so pissed. I was yeah. so pissed. And then when it started to unfold, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. Where, what a bit. Like, I enjoyed that ride like crazy. Was the ending yeah. perfect? No. I don't know how you do it perfect. Uh, I don't know what you do to this movie to make it work perfectly, but the, it was The last great. five minutes of this movie uh, references Elizabeth Holmes so much. Mm. Um, the You know, the fake CEO. Right. Uh, what, she did uh, Elizabeth the, Holmes. What some was the name medical of her thing. I forgot the name of that. Yeah, I know who you mean though. That was a, oh. there's a documentary about her. It's a pretty it's a pretty twisted deal. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there was definitely vibes of that, like the whole like starting your own giant company and her doing that with Dinklage toward the end. I don't. These are spoilers. People should watch that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it at all. I'm sitting here trying to be as quiet as possible for <laughs> yeah. you guys. So Denzel looks like a sideshow Bob. <laughs> so so prison Denzel looks yeah. like sideshow Bob. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. that. I think he looked badass. I want that hair on him more. He looked good. I think. Yeah. I expect him to step on a rake. Go yeah. ahead. Picture of prison and, and the justice system. Yeah. Like it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It was such a. Yeah. It, I you know I when I watched it, I went back and watched that clip, that scene again where the prison system is. They uh, imply that he was a uh, in uh, he was not in general population because he was a cop, and so they put him in general population so they could get some so get some some comeuppance. And I I, I saw that future is supposed to be set in 1999. This movie was in 1995 but prison like randy said at the beginning 
uh, everybody was behind these silhouetted walls uh, <laughs> with with uh, with slots. They were shoving paper through. Oh, while yeah, he was, lots of paper. So much right, paper. So much paper. So, total confetti show. Uh, yeah. But I went back and watched, and I was like, that was an interesting way to make a prison look kind of futuristic because they had these giant fans that were. Uh, it it reminded like me like the dressing room areas at an H and M, right? A little bit, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, I thought it was stupid. Of go ahead. I promise you, if you go to any prison in the Western world, it's very well lit. There aren't yes. like a lot of shadows and dark corners because they, you know, they don't want to give prisoners places to hide. Due to but very how would you see their silhouettes if it was brightly lit in the middle? Middle. <laughs> it was <laughs> weird. Dark in the middle and brightly lit in their right. cells. And Randy yeah. was right to point out all the paper coming out of those holes. It's like, dude, you give those inmates yeah. too much freaking paper. I don't know what's going yeah. on in there. Yeah. You give them what, entire what encyclopedias we... or something or what? Because they're tearing it all. Right. Out. I hate books. Ah, it's ninety-five. <laughs> ah, nineteen ninety-nine. Um, so I got a question. It, it was there, a, was there a, is there a trope for, or what Denzel Washington's metal arm was? Because it was, oh, it was the most disappointing metal arm chicken I have ever bucket. had. That arm movie. was the chick in the bucket as far as I'm concerned. Cause it, really it just, was. yeah, I mean, really they, they used it, but to what know effect? it's dangerous to leave a bucket lying around. There you go. You it's get just the basically award. the ones, right? He had to use it to stop the fan and that's he pulled a tube out. Legit. Right, he, oh, he stopped he the fan, too, and yeah. he pulled a tube out, and I was like, you've had this metal arm this whole movie, and by the way, also created one of the coolest scenes after his family gets blown up, and he's walking around with a cauterized mm-hmm. uh, wound arm and still shooting everybody. That was mm-hmm. actually kind of cool. I right. enjoyed that yeah, part. The, yeah, yeah. The, the trope that I caught my attention on the, on the arm is called Magic Countdown. <laughs> mm. So I, Magic Countdown is when somebody has a timer on a bomb, and... Right doesn't just either tick or not tick like it's just like a, any timer in the real world it's either timing down or it's not it's like defeated yeah right but in this case you know the arm is what he uses to try to foul up the the bomb right mm-hmm. and right. so it starts counting faster i don't even know yeah. like, what, i don't yeah. like those counters any any movies because it's always just such a well, you just said yeah. it. It's a trope, and I don't like it. Like it's like, well, and we just know what's going to happen. I mean, if you see a counter countdown, it's not going to blow up. I mean, if you see the clock, you know they're going to like stop it and like yeah. three seconds before every it's not time. Blow up. They're never going to like Kaylee Cuoco's right. got you know Big Bang Theory to do. They're not going to let her die. Yeah, she's not going to Big Bang there. She's going to Big Bang later. <laughs> she's going to Big Bang later. Yeah. yeah. Don't Big Bang when you're in the sewer no. or whatever that don't was. Don't do it. What <laughs> was, was the fan? Was the fan like, box? Oh, okay, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, it reminded me. Yeah. I just saw a documentary recently where the um, they found somebody's body in a water tower in a hotel. Oh um, yeah, and uh, they didn't notice until everybody's water got weird. Uh, yes, it's as foul Ugh. as you think it is. Yeah, right. um, is that the uh, is that the uh, Netflix new popular yes. Cecil Hotel thing? Yes, I. Okay. Sorry, I don't want to do this to us again here, but I'm going to just very briefly take us <laughs> off course. <laughs> that's, that's also on our list to watch. So uh, you should watch it because I don't want to tell yeah. you what to think. But sure, their reliance on YouTubers and quote unquote web sleuths just about put me in the grave. I, yeah, I actually yeah. would say don't watch this. Like, watch something. There's a ton of really good true crime on Netflix. Like, this yeah, is not. This is just. It's all. too much of like. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I run our YouTube channel where all I do is make. Oh no! I, okay. I try to figure out who did. Do they what. have a podcast? Yeah, they may, may may as well. Like it's 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 a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer because it's that it's the Ted hey, uh, Ted Bundy how tapes. You, how dare you to use our uh, uh, <laughs> platforming fleeting platform to make fun of right. somebody else's fleeting platform? Well, in our case, they're taking see they're taking themselves too seriously. We're just being dorks. See, that's yeah. the difference. But right, here's the right. thing. True story. This is yeah. the guy that made that Ted Bundy tapes documentary, which I really liked and thought, all right, well, we're getting more something cool like that. It's it's not that. It's poop. I just can't. I just can't help but think uh, we're looking at a very near future where something is widely pushed on us as being by the makers of Tiger King. That's coming. Oh, you yeah. know it's coming, yeah. baby. I don't know oh, what it's yeah. going to be, yeah. but the makers of Tiger King are going to get something. Except aren't that's those a guys? Phrase, that's a phrase I can wait to hear. <laughs> right. So can we talk about can we talk about the technology in this film? Yeah, of course. Second, the, the, the V the VR part. I love and I want. I want. Uh, I, I've been trying to think of what you would call that stupid device that got you locked into, allows the, you to run the stupid spend from the ceiling. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, guy the zero, the, the zero motion, uh, zero gravity. Uh, uniform dude, thing. I laughed at that so hard. I know I wasn't oh, supposed gosh, to, but I laughed so freaking yeah. hard when it panned past Denzel, and I'm yeah, like, there, dude, he's running, he's looking it. <laughs> It's so bad. Well, I thought he was playing. I thought he was playing a drum in a marching band. <laughs> right. <laughs> but look at that. It's like a big old spaghetti pot on his head and freaking. Yeah, I love it. That it's thing is so, so cool, though. I mean, how would you? I don't know. I I like that idea. It's like it's like almost like the idea of putting you in like a like sensory deprivation because you have zero yeah. resistance everywhere. So it's 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 kind of a cool idea, but so impractical. It's a cool idea because if you use it with the VR and you're able to like fly up and have that sense of not having your feet on the ground, that's right. a cool idea. Yeah. But you're still going to have this massive, like. Weight monstrosity, yeah, exactly. Right. Holding you up, I feel like, uh, you know, there's there needs to be some sort of combo. Well, obviously, this is what they thought VR would turn into. They had no idea that we'd have these Oculus headsets that are just right. super light and easy. But we need some sort of like suspension contraption that works with uh, Oculus. this. Just proves we, yeah. we haven't it. This proves that since we think this is an all right idea, it proves yeah. we haven't come up with a really better idea. They got VR treadmills yeah. where you can kind of go in different directions, but I mean, we still haven't figured out how to truly submerge ourselves. Well, cause there's the not a VR. way the, the way it'll end up being, if we ever get truly to that point, it's like lay me right. down and drug me. And now I'm in that world and I'm right. Right. It would have to be a total, you have to totally remove physical senses right. and replace them with some type of, yeah, the physic, yeah. the physicality will just have to be like a dream physicality. You'd have to just feel like you're there. And and like that's right. how this that if we ever get there, whatever synthetic thing thing that is, that's how it'll happen. Because otherwise, you would be omni aware that you have a giant pot on your head, or that there's this thing right. suspending you from your shoulders, or that when you just move your arms up and down, it doesn't really mean you're running. Like, which right. is why which is why Star Trek is so genius with the holodeck because it's the ultimate hand waving. You're you're just saying mm -hmm. it, we're changing everything around you, including the ground. Right, right. Like right. we, we don't need to put you on a treadmill to give you the sense of motion because we're building the ground under you. You know, right? That I see. Okay, and there you go. Like that concept, even though it's probably the most fantastical and hard to get to, is the most pra pragmatic because 
if we can get to a place where the world can be projected around me and can feel like physical space, solid surfaces, objects, that sort of thing, then then we 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 get there. Then we're there. Right. But is this it, stuff is it energy to matter? Is that what they're? Uh, I've never looked really heavily into the holodeck. That's just what I've gotten from like watching it. That There's a whole book on this. Matter, um, I have a oh, book. I'm sure there is. I have a book in the nerds. I have a book. I'm gonna push somewhere. that out Archie through my prison hole. I have I have a book somewhere that's like a technical manual. It's fake, obviously, but it's a it's a made up technical <laughs> manual that my, someone got me for Christmas. That's like a you know it tells you all the tech involved with how the holodeck works, right. how it was, where it first came from, why it's you know the phys- why the physical stuff is there. It works a little bit like. Uh, the food replicators in that mm-hmm. you are generating stuff from molecular data uh, and like a blueprint to say, okay, well this is what a desk is. And so it's re it's reassembling a desk in real time and it is made of molecules, but it's temporary because you can turn all of it off and it'll all just disappear. Anyway, right. I love that. That's a great idea. Why not that? And this, and don't forget in 95, Star Trek Next Generation is what? A year out of production. We're now done with TNG in 94, 95. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they already had a better yeah. idea and this movie had a worse idea is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're trying to break. They're trying to present. This is kind of like, okay, so this is a comparison I like to look at. So Michael Crichton, who wrote Jurassic Park, was a really big into every time there was a new uh, possible you know, technology that was emerging. So, you know, that was when cloning stuff was happening. That's kind of like, where Michael Crichton was at. He was like, he was studying all that stuff. And he's like, Oh, but wouldn't it be cool if this, if it went this direction and it turns into a nightmare and that's really cool. And so the, the writer who wrote this is kind of in the same boat. He's just not as good at it perhaps because he's, he's, there's an emerging technology of VR and it's like, Oh, what about this nightmare scenario? And this is how I think. Well, don't we all have, we all have something from the mid nineties that, and for whatever reason, they all said 99 was the year that their cool movie was taking place for whatever reason. That was the hot year to do. Right. Well, that's because it was in our minds at the time. That was the future. Yeah. Yeah. Prince told us. Yeah, exactly. Well, Prince told us (laughs) Prince told us that we were going to, well, at least we were going to party at the party. He said it was going to party. It was going to rave. That's right. Yeah. But uh, but my point is like everybody did that, but some did it better than others. Do you guys have an example of one that worked for you? Like the matrix isn't about 99, but it does present a alternate reality sort of thing that I buy into. Like I have no problem with what the matrix presents uh, and all the conceits I have to make. It works for me. Um, I used to really advancement in technology because everything you understand is not real. Right. So that's, and That's I used to smart. I used to really yeah. like Strange Days, the movie Strange Days, which was also oh, yeah, set in ninety yeah. nine. Um, weirdly, and it was also is that the one where uh, where Schwarzenegger? No, that's six days later or something. Yeah, that's not wearing it. those. Uh, this those, is uh, Ray metal, Fiennes, uh, melon Kath- ball. This is a Catherine Bigelow. Oh yeah, yeah, Catherine Bigelow right. movie with uh, Ray yeah. Fiennes and stuff. It's a I cool movie. I will bring up Disclosure as uh, being <laughs> some VR tech that. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! I forgot there, about that. There is some some like new tech elements of Disclosure. Every Michael Crichton, there's these new tech elements. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot that was Crichton as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, he did it so well. He just he really knew how to take emergent technology, dig into it, absolutely understand it completely, yeah. and then go, what's the nightmare scenario? But then and also but also to give it, it some imagination, like Westworld as as a concept, which is his concept, um, you know, regardless of what you may think of the TV show, which I, I both love and hate, depending on which episode I'm watching, but um conceptually though it's such an amazing concept and it still works so well and you have no problem parking your brain it's like 
All right. Mm-hmm. Like, just like Jurassic Park or whatever, you've given me all the motivations around this that I don't have to get all bunged up into why Denzel Washington's running in place. You know what I mean? Like, that's the <laughs> difference. one of my favorite visual things in a movie in a really long time. Well, I agree. I mean, I laughed my head off, and I wasn't supposed to, I'm yeah. sure. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, anyway, it's a, it's a thing, man. This movie is a weird. Like, you've got to wonder, at some point... It, this doesn't have a reputation for being a piece of shit. No one remembers it. It just doesn't. Yeah, it, exactly. Right. It's, it's not even a cult classic. Mm-mm. It's a piece of shit under the radar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Our radar found all the blip? shit mm-hmm. and missed the blip. Do you guys see a blip? No, I smell something though. That's no, weird. No well, blip. anyway, moving right. on. <laughs> and we just I never had stepped in something. <laughs> we haven't had to deal with this movie in our public consciousness or the culture at large at all. There's right. no connection no. to it. Whereas, like mm-hmm. Johnny Mnemonic has connective tissue to a bunch of people including Ibbett who walked out of the theater uh, yeah. uh, other yeah. junk like this from the time there's something you can say about it or oh yeah that's when I was in college and this and that like you've got all these connections virtuosity I have no connection to yeah, yeah. and I think maybe because this, it, it you know the plot is really I mean other than you know the 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 realistic I mean this the the crazy idea of the world this is in is pretty straightforward Mm-hmm. For this type of movie, right? I mean, it's so. I mean, it's yeah. easy mm-hmm. to forget. Mm-hmm. Oh, tropey. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell. It is. It is. It's like a string of tropes that that, like I said earlier, it makes you feel like you've seen this movie before. I still don't know if I've seen this movie before <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like I've seen everything in this movie before. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm certain I never saw it. I, I'm also certain that I knew of it and knew of it pretty well over the years because mm. it was, you know, it came out at a time when, uh, you know, I was going to see a lot of movies and it was highly advertised and this kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it bombed and, mm. you know, see why. Yeah. And, and so like I... Uh, I feel like the last few years, this is one of those that I'm like saving for film sack. Like there's just this list mm-hmm. of, oh, of yeah. movies that were pretty well known and known to be bad. Right? I was just doing mm-hmm. this last night. I was, I was done with it and I was like not very tired. And I thought, well, maybe I'll stay up and watch something else. When I looked at master and commander and I looked at a couple others. Uh, and in that process, I ran into like four or five movies and went, yeah, I'm yeah. not watching that till we film sack. And I'm not watching that till we film. Yeah. Sack. Like that- I, that's a very dangerous thing. I always, the movie I watch for film sec is always the last movie or TV show that I watch before I do film sec mm. because I don't yes. want anything. Yeah. Cause I've done that before. I've like, Oh, I'll just watch something else afterwards. That totally derails me. Yeah. Mm. Totally no, it's derailed. Absolutely true. Yeah. Tina, right. uh, when we were thinking we were going to be doing this yesterday morning, Tina's like, all right, well let's watch your, Film sack movie, and then we'll watch WandaVision, or then we'll watch. Right. No, uh-uh, no, no. Uh-huh. we're watching right everything we <laughs> want to so see, lost. all that right. other stuff. Yeah, and then watch <laughs> yeah. watch that WandaVision. And then virtuosity. So yeah, I have otherwise, a, I do exactly the same thing. So I have a new. Uh, we have a new segment. It's called Man Butt. Uh, we. <laughs> 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 I'm glad you brought this up. We so got man to butt. see Russell Crowe Russell man Crow's butt man butt. Yeah. materialized. A longing yeah. view of his butt. Like, not just a wow. quick cut. And uh, I think you, when he does starts doing those squats, I think you get a little more Russell Crowe than, than Oh, do we get a little, a little, uh, little sacky uh, sack? You get a little, little reverse back, cheeseburger. Little back sack. <laughs> <laughs> reverse cheeseburger is what you get. Wait. <laughs> What's reverse cheeseburger? I need to know what that is. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. You're seeing uh, 
You're seeing the meat come out of the bun. Oh my god! Through the the back of the bun. That's hilarious. I've never heard anybody say that before. No, no. Hey, can I ask this? (laughs) Can I ask this? And every every time a a synthetic appears in any movie, it always seems that they can never just go get clothes off the rack. They always have to find someone. Mm. Or do they have sizing issues? Is it like I don't know how this world's sizing works? Do I need to get a medium, a large? I know. I'll just look at somebody who is similar in body build, and I'll just take their clothes. I think that's, I mean, that's, a, a, that's a thing that Schwarzenegger did at least two Terminator yeah, movies. Yeah, is, yeah. So yeah, he, when you show your, up, it's like I'm taking this guy's suit. Give me your clothes, right. your boots, and your, your uh, boots. Now. Give them to me now. Yeah. And then uh, you, the way they did it in um, the third Indiana Jones was he couldn't find uh, the Nazi he punched had a he had a little tiny tiny shirt. Remember. See that was kind of, that was yeah. a fun yeah. twist on that tiny tiny shirt. Yeah, because he tried to put it on, he looked like a little right. kid or like so, an old man wearing little kid clothes. It was great. I yeah. hate it, but uh, I I'm surprised I was able to watch this movie close enough that I actually saw some continuity errors because there was a there was a time when Russell Crowe steals this guy's purple suit, but he's not wearing it yet. Right, he just and carries it see, around. Yeah. yeah, he just carries around, and the guy you see he's naked, and it's like oh. Has he taken the suit already? Where is he keeping the suit at? Because when he gets shot, he just slides out of the uh, out of the thing. Where is he holding the suit at? Has he got in his back pocket? I don't think so. So uh, it, I didn't mean to watch it that close. I'm yeah. like, I'm no, but watch I was wondering too because I was also thinking, oh, I wonder if he's doing what he did with uh, Denzel's partner, where he made it look like it was him, but it was it was the guy who had that suit. You know, when Denzel. Right starts shooting and like, Ooh, that could be the guy who had the suit. Cause we see he's naked over there. That could be Russell Crowe pretending to be the naked guy. <laughs> and Denzel's shooting. And was, then reverse oh, hamburger happened. The and then yeah. it was over. I was giving the movie a lot more credit. Yeah, I was. Too. <laughs> I did laugh at the fact that this is supposed to be 1999 and they've, they've kind of, you know, uh, were kind of saying that their privacy is going out the window and that kind of stuff. And the, and yeah. they were interviewing after that rave party, the guy who had his suit stolen, standing around in his underwear, they're still interviewing him on the news, and he's totally naked except for his underwear. I'm like, would they do that? Would that be something? That... Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. So. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't give it that much thought at the time, but now that you've said right, it. Right, I said That's why I realized I need to back up. I'm like, wait a minute, Brian. You're getting sucked into virtuosity. Yeah, Stop you're lo- you're paying way too much close attention to that. Right. Although yeah. you didn't so, notice the meat coming out of the bun, so I think you're you're probably uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoops, I didn't mean to hit the thing. So if cheeseburger. Uh, yeah. if, uh, if if you get rice in your face in the VR world, can you lick it off like Gene Simmons kiss? Or <laughs> is that yeah? How bad is he at virtual eating that he gets rice that high up yeah. on his cheek? <laughs> I think it's blood in the same place. Later on, he has to lick it off, and I was like, oh, were you trying to tell me that the VR world had long tongue, but the reality, he has to actually lick it off with his finger, and I'm like, wow, y'all, I'm getting this movie once again. Yeah. Too much credit. Y'all are, but you know what this is making me want to do? Despite his hideous performance in this, I'm in the mood for Russell Crowe movies now. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's weird. I didn't expect to come out of here going, oh, yeah, I'm in the mood. I you could throw a dart at a dartboard and hit a better Russell Crowe movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's good. Whatever's yeah. streaming, it's, it's going to be better than this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every day is a good day for Gladiator. That's all I'm saying. I Man, feel like I, I need to give I need to give the good, or what do you call it, the nice guys? Nice guys. Oh, nice guys. I need to give that another yeah. shot because I, I saw that in you theaters saw that and in didn't the like it. And, yeah. yeah. I don't remember why I didn't like it. I, don't, I remember thinking, 
I like this director. I like the way he writes things. I like the setting. I like the era. I like both these actors. And it just left me dry. And everybody else I talked to loved that movie. So I don't know what was wrong with me that day. I got to give it another yeah. shot. See if it's good or not. Anyway, that's also streaming, by the way, everybody. Hey, wonder what grossed me out. Oh, yeah. Didn't Gross. think about it. All right. Take a wild guess as to what you think grossed Bl- Scott Blood tasting off his face? Was that? Nope. The blood taste? No, because no, that was just Gogurt. That didn't bother me. How, how about when uh, Denzel Washington reached into the back of Russell Crowe's head and pulled out that nasty crystal? Nah, that's all fake and dumb. Right, that doesn't right. bother me. That's like data or something. Uh-huh. That was stupid. Uh-huh. None of the, none of the none of the fake robot nano stuff is gross to me at all. Like even the snake or whatever. That's all just right. CGI. And so it wasn't the hamburger. The no, cutting, the cutting off the okay. finger was so badly. Oh yeah, no, it didn't even look like a real real finger. Yeah. Uh, after he cuts it off, you can see him curling his finger down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. like, like you play like, that pull your thumb. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my finger's gone. Oh, my thumb. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was just doing the got your nose thing. Oh, I thought yeah, you yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, nobody threw up in this, so that usually is like an easy one for me, but no. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Well, here's what it was. It was uh, him creeping up on that lady at the MMA match and licking her ear. Oh, 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 I forgot about that. Yes, of course. Don't be doing course. that. Don't be doing that. Yes. Also, our source for the most gratuitous nudity uh, in a film, right? Because isn't she the one that the camera's on for a split second with her top down? Oh, did oh, I miss I that? The top. Wow, you must have watched the much better rated <laughs> version than that. I watched because you're seeing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> It was it was like a blink. I didn't even go back to like make sure I saw it. It was like a blink and you'll miss it. Kind of the you're looking at the 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 uh, for whatever reason that cameraman is completely focused on putting her on the jumbotron. Well, that's that's because Sid killed him and he focused on her, right? Because he wanted to be on the camera. I don't think I saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He killed oh, the, he killed the camera crew. Yeah, in the control room. I mean, I knew he did that, but I didn't realize that that's well. Why that's because the you saw was movies stuck and you pull it. You had like an amnesia for a minute. I totally yeah, did. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ryan's at uh, I, I, he's uh, six cents kind of icy boobies sort of thing going on. Right. There. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. But I just now went to say I went to say is there any? Here's my Google search. Is there any nudity in virtual virtu- virtuosity? And all it is is Russell Crowe's Russell Crowe's butt. Crow's butt. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a mistake. Don't look there again. All right. Um, I, I do want to give the movie credit for figuring out that mixed martial arts would be. Uh, oh yeah, Shamrock this, was there, right? What's his name? Ken Shamrock. Yeah. At this time, yeah. at this time, there had only been five, four or five UFCs, and UFC was still this wildly unknown underground thing. Where, like, I remember, I kn- I can name the friends of mine who would call you on the phone and say, I just got a VHS copy of UFC three and we're going to all watch it Saturday night. Like it was not a, you know, it was not at all what it is now. Not it's, even, it's still kind of contraband back then. Why would you put that in the discord server? Cover bill? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't no, mean to Brian interrupt. Found it. It. He found it's, it. No, he didn't. He, don't look at that. Don't look at the reverse cheeseburger. I'm bleating that right now. How do you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm reporting the content. Oh yeah, let the Discord <laughs> let the Discord lords know what thou hast done. Yeah, let the Discord show that uh yeah. uh this will be this will show up later <laughs> on your report, Brian. Um <laughs> but anyway, yeah, now I forgot where Randy was, but I was agreeing with it. I was, I was talking about UFC. UFC. Oh right. Being- 
something in the future because this movie gets so many things wrong mm-hmm. about what the future is, holds for us. Yeah. And UFC could have been one of those. Like they yeah, could have, yeah. it could have been something that didn't actually grow to be a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, it's a monster right. thing now. It's a huge mainstream deal. But you're right. Back then, it was kind of contrabandy. It reminded me of those weird CK. What were those called? The the pre Jackass videos that like Bam yeah. Margera and those guys oh. did. Yeah, and it was like super. They were always up to really super dangerous illegal stuff. And also, don't go follow his Instagram account if you guys don't want to see a train wreck in real life. Oh I don't, my yeah. gosh, don't. yeah, you really he's don't. The you, Artie, know, you know, the, he's the, the Artie Lang of reality TV. Yeah, all, all good things start with backyard wrestling. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, right. yes. Continue. You can say that. Yeah. I think that's fine. But yeah. not the hobo wrestling. That was always mean. It always. Oh no, like no, that's mean. That's <laughs> oh, not that backyard wrestling. That's that's taking it to the streets. You don't yeah. want to take it to the. Streets. I don't like that. Yeah. They should do a movie about that and then have the good, well, whatever. I, I, you know what? what Is that Hobo with, with a Shotgun? Did they already do that? Is oh, that, and we never saw that. I we should really, it. we should still see title. that um, by the late, great uh, German actor guy. I forgot his name. Anyway, uh, what's his name? Uh, Who plays Hobo <laughs> with a Shotgun? He is oh, a some homeless guy we don't know. He's a hobo. He, uh, he jumps straight. Batman Begins, uh, uh, Blade Runner. Um, uh, I'm not even going to Google it. Hold Dolph Lundgren, uh, not him. Rutger Howard. Rutger Howard. Rutger Howard. Yeah, oh, that's hilarious. Jeez. Oh, that was almost painful, you guys. I think this cold made me stupid. <clears throat> All right. When yes, you first said hobo with a shotgun, why did I think of Samuel L. Jackson? I don't know. No. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the future You're thinking remake. of uh, the, um, uh, oh, what was? Black Snake Moan? No. <laughs> Black, exactly. Really? I, I thought of Samuel yeah. L. Jackson and Black Snake Moan is what yeah, I thought. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I saw that. I don't know if I should. Because he wasn't, because he wasn't. Uh, Richie, he, with, he, was, um, he wasn't quite a hobo, but he lived like in a hobo area, right? <laughs> What's the hope? I don't know, but Brian just posted another like no, near, just, like near, I just replaced, like near a train I just track. Replaced the uh, the old yeah. reverse cheeseburger photo with yeah reverse with an actual oh. reverse cheeseburger. Oh my yeah. god, let me see. Okay, let me. Yeah, it's just a nice tasty right, cheeseburger. I need to I need to refresh my palate. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's by the way. That photo is uh, what Seven Eleven puts on their site to entice you to oh have one of the burgers they have at Seven yeah. Eleven. Are you? Kidding? What does it have? Well, it has meat, cheese, and bread. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm not even sure that but meat looks right. That meat looks like it's been eaten into. Yeah, it looks like Beyond Meat and not the kind of Beyond Meat that you want. <laughs> well, it's a little like um, Russell Crowe's cheeseburger. Yes, right. No, it's the Danny Trejo. I think I was thinking of the oh, Danny Trejo. Kick ass. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Kick ass? Kick ass. Badass. Yeah, we saw that. Badass. Badass, uh, right. Yeah. I you mean, you know. part two or three of that? No. The one with Danny Glover? No, huh? Right. No. Mm. Do we want to, though? No. 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 That first Maybe. one was enough, I think. I think we're good. I think, yeah, we got the gist of it. And I love yeah, Danny yeah. Trejo. Don't get me wrong. He's great. Yeah. Just love him, but those are bad movies. I Again, I, I always have to ask, uh, living far away from Los Angeles, do you get any TV ads with Danny Trejo? Uh, no. No? Every once in a while I do, um, but most of us like on Pluto TV and that kind of stuff. But what, the one always the gets me. Is, yeah, what's you pushing? Shame Company? I don't entirely know because I don't watch ads. But he is like a like a, a local restaurant chain. Yeah, yeah, he owns a taco something like chain. That. He owns a, a Trejo's Tacos in L.A. I know that. Oh, right, right. Um, he maybe he's a. Now you have a friend in the diamond business. I was waiting for. <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a random one to pull out of the sky. That's amazing. That's what I was like trying to think of some makeup slogan. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> maybe she's maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. That made my week. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, that's funny. All right. Um did anyone else get nostalgia, like serious nostalgia for mega electronic stores in that scene? I did. Uh, yeah. oh, I miss oh, yeah. those, like Ultimate Electronics and like Circuit City and all that. I used to love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Going there. USA. And Fry, Fry's City. just shut down. What, play. What, what a fortuitous yeah. moment with Fry's shutting down a week ago or whatever. It's just right. a bummer, man. Before Circuit City just became office supplies, like when it first opened, they had everything. They were like, they were kind of like fries. And I, oh, I miss it so much. I do too. And you know what? You were talking in recent episodes, maybe the last one about those, or no, we brought it up because of the email, but those car stereo sections, that, that was all, they were all about that at the, at the Circuit City. That was the first place I bought an MP3 player. I bought a Diamond Rio back then. Me too. It was red. What color was yours? Mine was blue. I think, <laughs> but I had a, I had yeah, just, mine oh, was red. Yeah. Even the, though I didn't spend a lot of money, like, o- like ultimate electronics or what was the other one? Uh, there's one that the Costco took over, or at least the local one here. Oh, anyway, service merchandise. No, it was like uni- universe super. Universe. Oh yes. Right. Uh, Phoenix had one. We had one ultimate universe. Is that it? Ultimate universe, ultimate, <sighs> ultimate electronics. No, they're that too, but there's a different name. And it was like, yeah, I know what you're talking incredible, about. Incredible, um, me, incredible, incredible universe, incredible universe. That's it, man. Let me tell you what that place was for me. <laughs> it really, would, besides a really shitty name for a store, it was terrible. Right. But we'd go in there, and it was like this mega. Like I say, there's a giant Costco in its place now, so that's how big it was. But we'd go in there. This is like Sega Saturn era, you know, for games mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we would just go in there and just look at everything and mess with everything and touch everything but never buy anything, which mm-hmm. I think is part of the reason those stores don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, totally. But man, it was Tandy, by the way. Those Tandy owned. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I like, I is there. in the Radio Shack it's brand? Radio Shack Tandy, yeah. Do you know another Tandy? Weird. I was wondering. They were like, you know what? Writing's on the wall. These uh, Radio Shacks are going to leave eventually. We need to have a big place with a dumb name. Let's do it. All right. Incredible yeah, Universe. Right. Let's go. Exactly. Yeah. What about Mars Music? That was another one that was like, Everybody was walking around looking at all the discs, but not buying Mars music. I don't remember Mars. Because uh, they, they like some of them, they would have a little thing where you put on some a headset that was attached to the display case, mm. and you could listen. Mm. Yeah, you uh, could. The, that, you would preview the music before you decided to buy the disc. <laughs> yeah, and, and you so you would never buy it. You would listen, yeah. and maybe you Dude. might go go home and buy it on Amazon, but. Mm. Do we still have uh, uh, listening stations with headphones? I mean, do we do that in 2021? I don't think so. Uh, No, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of a place. If if we did, I mean, after 2020, would we? Yeah. Right? Yeah, Yeah, I certainly wouldn't do it. Well, like at a Target, they still have the big row of like headphones and stuff, right? Like Sony. Yeah, I was just curious if if, if there's like a note that says, do not put these on. I mean, I just feel like all that stuff's changed now, right? Like, I'm telling you, yeah. I, I think the pandemic has probably killed my favorite thing, which is a Coca-Cola freestyle machine. I just can't. Oh, imagine. really? Oh, no. You can do them touchless uh, with your app. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know, but you'd still have to like walk up to it and be close to where somebody else was just close to it. Like, I just don't think oh. it's good. You probably did that to get into the place by touching the yeah, door. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think places are over. We're we're done with places. We're done places with are places. over. We're all. I hope you guys enjoyed places because that's it. No more places. 
No more places. I mean, There's only home point. and the internet. Anything that's like so now Randy's. Yeah, we're going to basically get Randy's future, which is people dangling from VR machines that are right. giant. There you go. Exactly, and hopefully no one else has touched that machine since before you got yeah, it. Exactly. It's your but, own. but like, yeah. uh, but touch uh, communal touch screens that they are in danger. I think a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Perhaps. If not, well, I mean, well, let's see on the other end of the vaccine and see if these variants don't go crazy. Maybe it all settles back and we don't see. Absolutely. I mean, in a decade from years. now, most of this stuff, unless, unless, of course, it, it reemerges or something. I mean, if indi- if there's any indication from the what the Spanish flu, I think we'll eventually get back to normal or the big difference now. See, normal. here's the big. This is not that the show has any right to be talking about this stuff, but um, the big difference now is we've got communicable diseases that are coming out of animal um, circles. Right. So. That didn't used to happen because humans didn't spread so far. Now we're everywhere, all the time, anywhere. So a guy, a guy can right. be in a Chinese yeah. goat farm and then the next day be in France and the next day be in New York. And, and all of that happens with the blink of an eye. That's the difference. And then those things. Well, we, need Michael, we need Michael Crichton to still be alive so he can write some horrifying yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. vision of the future. Or just right. need to bring him back somehow. Right. Somebody else's like DNA, future. like uh, put him in some amber, <gasps> you know, if he's and, uh, in some amber. Right. Yeah. 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 I didn't think about that. One I've been interrupted Randy like, like a 12 little, times. Like Randy. a little, a little, <laughs> a little amber testicle. That's uh Michael Crichton's ball. <laughs> I love that. Sorry, Randy, you were saying something. Anymore. I just know that I just, <laughs> we happen to be, we happen to be recording the week that the last of the fries electronics closed. Um, like they had been, they had been closing fries for 10 years and I just like, I felt something. I think a lot of people felt something because fries was unique. Like fries, uh, the one that, uh, I shopped at originally was in North Austin and there was a gigantic grand piano built into the facade. And it was so freaking cool to see that from miles away. This huge wooden, you know, mm-hmm. grand piano. Did yours and have the the the, drink, the bar and not bar, but like the cafe and the and yeah, the every, everything. Like it was, yeah. it had a huge fish tank in the middle of the place. Like, what, who puts a fish tank oh, in an electronic store? Yeah, wow, so I've cool. never been into a fries. Oh, well, not I'm even sorry. the Vegas I'm one. Yeah. You I'm, I will never be in the fries. I guess is the way I need to say that. <laughs> you, ha- I'm surprised you have never been to that Vegas one. It was, uh, it was usually a place we try to go, but in recent years, it's. Like we went mm-hmm. in 2018. On one if of it wasn't on the strip and didn't have, uh, well, I guess you're saying it had a bar. <laughs> well, right, I don't right, know. This one may have had an actual bar, but it was it was oh, off like a strip. snack bar. It had, yeah, yeah, it was always there was always uh, a theme uh, inside the fries mm-hmm. based on local. Uh, you know, yeah, it was very local, Vegas whatever there, local but, lore. But by the time by the time I last visited that one, ugh, it was looking yeah. grim in there. Yeah. Not not good. I felt like I was going to maybe die. We had to leave. We had to get out. <laughs> we got to get out here fast. Um, all right. This movie had three endings. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, yeah. Right. And yeah. It, it, and it irritated me because I don't need the bomb ending. You could have. Yeah, besides the virtual endings. Bomb yeah. or shot. Besides the, like, come on. Well, I had the first ending, which ended in, uh-oh, we don't know where the girl is. And then you had the second yeah. ending, which was, uh-huh, the girl. we found out where the girl is. And then you had the third ending, which was, we got to beat the clock on this bomb and figure out how to disarm it. That's too many endings. You could have ended, I think, with the second ending because that's your twist, right? That's your, that's your. Ah, you fooled him into. In fact, uh, I don't know if anyone else got this vibe, but I had that total Moriarty, um, uh, um, Holmes thing 
uh, Sherlock right. Holmes thing from Star Trek from yeah. TNG, where yeah. he oh, thought he was walking yes. around the ship proper, right. but really they bottled him up. The holodeck. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of right. like that as a concept, but also felt like mm-hmm. they ripped it off a little. So whatever. yeah, that's some good ideas here. I mean, there was uh, Denzel Washington Care. He had mentioned that Sid was had his eyes, so they were both killers of some sort. I mean, there was a lot of interesting takes on character development in this film, but mm-hmm. there's just oh. Yep. It's it's a really I think this would make a really good sci-fi read, but to bring it to film, that's gonna be tough. Yeah. And as you've seen, you watched it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we saw this. We saw this. <laughs> you've seen what happened. Oh, saw I saw this. what happened. Yeah, it got real bad. All right. Uh clips, unless anyone's got any uh, major thing they haven't mentioned. No? Good? Nope. Okay. Clip it. Clip it is. Oh then. my gosh. Clips. Here's clips. Uh I got a number of these, and as always, they start with a weird one. Oh, this is just that. Uh, the weird Japanese hologram lady again. Just, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Good afternoon. May I help you? Now, what you don't hear, if you didn't see the movie, is that she repeats that like 500 times. And it's yeah. really annoying. She's like she's like Geisha Girl 1.0. Yeah, 1.0. They haven't they really yeah. worked on it very they've much. Not, yeah. They've not improved Alpha. that software. Yeah, right. give her some time. She'll be fine. Uh, let's see. This does not sound like him, I wrote. I'm just going to do a little performance piece with your partner. I'll be back to do my solo with you. It just doesn't sound like Russell Crowe. It sounds like... Yeah. You know, <laughs> he tries to get too many words in that first line, yeah. too. He did a good job of covering his accent, but I don't know, man. That was a rough, that was a rough thing. Uh, all right, here's uh, some weird counting. One, two, one, two, three, four. Tree, he said. Tree instead of three. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't cover up his accent very well there, did he? No, yeah. no. It's a mixed bag. If <laughs> I didn't know any better... Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that was Russell Crowe if you just only played yeah. this. Yeah. Like I would have said it was like Danny Glover doing a, do, you know, doing a yeah. funny bad guy on the street. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So was that how he did it with his bands? I start each session. Every song. Every song. Yeah, song. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah of course. Even uh, the slow. Even the slow ballads. Right. <laughs> When was he throwing? When was he throwing phones ever, at people? Remember all that? What was then? What was that? Late, oh yeah, that was early two thousands. His assistant, uh, yeah. early two thousand. No, mid two thousands. Two thousand five. You know that right? could be a, that could be a real difference if that's new information to you. What decade that was? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's throwing like a little Nokia at you, it's like okay, <laughs> I can deal with that. But if you're talking about right. like an old rotary phone, mm-hmm. you yeah. might kill somebody. Yeah. Right. And then an iPhone. That's pretty. That's pretty damaging too. Like, a, let me do a quick totally search on it. Um, let's see. If technology has improved the way we can throw phones at our assistants. Right. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> Russell Crowe accused of assault with a, a hotel phone. Who did he throw it at, though? Oh yeah, hotel phone for sure. That's dangerous. Yeah, yeah that's you yeah. don't want that. Yeah, it was a hotel. Oh my gosh, it's New York a, Times. They won't let me it read it. Was it not his assistant? I thought it was his assistant. Um, was it an assistant? No, it's assistant. Says, not assistant. Not assistant. Here it is. He threw it at a hotel concierge in June of two thousand and. Well, technically, concierge is everybody's assistant. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> two thousand and five. So we were just about right. He was having a little trouble then. Two thousand five. Just so. a little. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. We like him. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah, that's okay. Um, uh, here's a what's this one? Oh, this is that uh, nurse nurse ratchet there doing her doing her bit. Oh, yeah. I really Louise like Fletcher. her. What's wrong with that man? The sensitivity calibrations must have slipped just a tad. Oh, we forgot William Fickner. He's great too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had a lot of good yeah a lot of good secondary actors. They were about to hit it. Those guys. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. William Forsythe yeah. was amazing. I loved. I loved oh, his character. He's great. He is always that giant mustache. 
uh, your your friend in the police, but but you're not yeah. quite sure yep. if he's on yeah. the level. He's yeah. basically yeah. Oh, it's the same role in The Rock. It's no different. Yeah, it's the same role. Yep. Yeah. And when he comes in and 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 destroys their little area to to save uh, Denzel's character, that that was good. That I was, was like, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But then when he died, I was like, what the what the what? But don't forget, yeah. he's that weird John Goodman partner in. Uh, Raising Arizona, um, people yes. always forget that oh, that's I him. I forgot about. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right, and it's a very yeah. different role. role Some of my him. least yeah. favorite hillbilly acting. <laughs> no, I love Thereby that movie. Thereby the I, best. I, I forgive. I forgive. I did not even forgive. I love everything about that movie. Yeah, yeah. You can let it go for Coen Brothers. Totally, treatment. totally for that. Yeah. All right. Here's an accidental mangasm I, re- I recorded from the not from me, but from the uh, from the movie. So let's let's call this an accidental mangasm. Okay. Enjoy. Oh, hey, hey, hold it right there. Oh. There you go. That guy. Wow. <laughs> there was a little bit of a tussle, and that guy at the end was like, Oof, let me. Oh, hey, hey, hold it right there. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Plus, uh, Denzel Washington does this pain scream that is so signature for him. It's not good. And great, every time though. I see it, I, I can't figure it out. I'm like, Yeah, I don't like looks, it, though. Yeah, it's it like feels, I, I can't figure out if it's if I like it or if I don't like it. Like, what is is so unique? In feels how feels wrong coming out of him. I don't I don't love it. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. He works so much. He works so often with uh, the director of Training Day, um, Fuqua Antoine Fuqua, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're so hit and miss the movies they work together on. Like, mm-hmm. I love that they have their collaboration, but they've never been able to capture that single piece of magic again. Right. Um, yeah, I. Yeah. I like Fuqua movies generally, but there's something wrong with them at the end. They, something breaks. Except, I really like the Replacement Killers. I have no complaints about that movie. But, but like, um, I like. There's a lot I like about the Magnificent Seven remake, and there's a lot of problems with it. There's a lot I like about the the not Transformer. What's it called? The Equ- Equalizer. Equalizer movie. That first one. I didn't Did see the second. Yeah. I didn't um, see the second, or am I? I'm not prepared for the third either. So I got to go back and watch. Well, the, the second, second one. the first one is awesome until like the last 20 minutes and then it just breaks. It's just a weird yeah. thing with his. Well, movie. I mean, it, it's a hard transition for those who grew up in the eighties and watched the equalizer, the TV series. So, right. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like the equal. Oh, you mean? Cause there was a, a little short British white man who played the equalizer. Yeah. The I was like, what is going on right now? What's going on? This is not what yeah, right. this is the equalizer. What the heck? And now there's that new show. It's uh, queen Latifah's the equalizer now. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's, yeah, on, she's the, doing it. on the TV. Yeah. Wonder if how you, that is. If you forgot to turn the TV three. off after the Super Bowl, you saw it. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't. I remembered to turn if it off. You forgot to turn. <laughs> Queen Latifah could do no wrong in my mind though. No. So Oh, I'm I love down. her. She's great, but yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, if it wasn't if it wasn't network TV, I'd get more excited about it. Network never does that stuff right. All right. Here's an angry inmate acting. This is the racist guy on the floor down there getting paper thrown at him. Oh yeah. Red. You took Donovan on that fing joyride. Okay. Jeez. That's big that's big red. He's got a big red scar on his face and white power on his arm. Does it? Do they call him Big Red? Yeah, Does they call him Big Red. Oh, all right. That's it. That's it. Come get your boy. I oh, love when right. was Denzel was on the ground with him and come yeah. get your boy. Mm-hmm. That was good stuff. When he yelled, um, I think in '95 I would have seen this and said, "No one does stuff like this anymore." When he yelled, "Anybody want some dark meat?" But then yeah, yeah. that was that was so. I mean, that was so over the top. You have it happen yeah, now, was, though, and it's just a little yeah. like, oh, there's still a few of you I, out there. Still some of you all who uh, think that's a good that idea. That was the first time I realized they weren't going to do anything with that metal arm because here comes a guy with a metal shiv, and uh, he's got a metal arm, and I'm like, surely he's going to make use of it. No. 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 Nope. No. It's a bummer. The arm is it's a bummer. 
It's the, my biggest yeah. bummer of the movie. I mean, there's a lot of problems with this movie, but that arm was useless. What a waste. Yeah. Well, I had one use. Sorry. Okay. I'll give it one. All right. Here's well, I a, wanted to figure out. I wanted to know if it was supposed to be, you know, when they said metal arm, I was thinking, oh, that sounds like it's going to be tough and hard. It's going to be. And then I was like, oh, it's a bionic arm. Oh, that's going to be really strong. And I'm like, but what if, you know, the bionic arms of the future are just really fragile and you don't want to break them? Right. Like, oh, yeah. It was basically it, a flesh covered plastic prosthetic for as much right. as it was mm-hmm. used. Yeah. I thought if it was, it would have been cool if his arm was glass or made of carbon. Right. Uh, and then, then Denzel, like or a- sorry, Russell Crowe could have sucked the arm out yeah. and yeah. used it. See, and then you get the 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 person chasing has the vulnerability that the uh, yeah. that the bad guy can My take weakness. advantage of. Yep. Look at us yes, lowly podcaster comic book fans, and we have a better answer for this movie. Exactly. Than <laughs> Just wait. Wait until after the show. I explain to you how I would have made I care a lot so much better. <laughs> oh, I have man. all of these great ideas, and I wish they had okay. consulted right. me. My least favorite thing about that movie is the name. I don't like I care a lot as a name. It's stupid. Yeah. All right. Here's a well, lot. I uh, care a lot. I wrote, there's a lot of TB. Face no more doing the music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we care a lot. Nice. Good. Nice 90s throwback. Uh, Thank you. Thank I wrote, that's a lot of TB. Don't remember what this is, so I'll just play it. I'm a 50 terabyte self-evolving neural network double backflip off the high platform. Now I remember the terabyte. Yeah. yeah, and he's doing that whole like jumping off the piano and flipping around in a, right. a pair of straps you can't see. Oh, oh this freaking! You didn't horrible. hear terabytes every day back in '95, so that was a that would have been a, a weird word. It's like freaking like, oh, uh, 3D Studio Max 2.0 bullshit. <laughs> right. It all photo, so bad. Was it photobomb? Bomb? No, it wasn't photobomb. That would have been good too, though. Bomb Shop 6.7. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. back in the day. I remember, when, do you remember, it would have been about 95, Pixar was making software. Do you guys remember this piece of yeah. software? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that thing because you make 3D text and it would move and mm-hmm. we thought we were so cool. Make a little translucent GIF for the new web page somebody made. Some spinny GIF going, <laughs> join our web ring. Oh, those were the days, you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Denzel is so quiet when he talks in this, so I made a clip of when he's very quiet. Here you go. You can infer what? That I was angry that I'm violent. You can infer that I was angry about not making my junior high school baseball team, but that doesn't mean I killed the coach, does it? Oh, man. Jesus. Wow. I take some notes. I remember him actually saying to someone like David Letterman like that his method is to speak speak quietly, like to speak in a way that makes you lean forward to mm-hmm. what he's saying, that that's, that's what he considers the best acting. Wow. Right. Uh, and Dave went, hey, whoa, hey. I'm, I'm not doing a good Dave. <laughs> uh, here we go. Emotes take center stage in our story. Colon. Parenthesis. <laughs> Smiley faces. People used to sign off their email with that. Just, just. Uh. That was They're weird. Angry. This is 1995. People used to sign off their email with that. And I was like, in 95? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I mean, I was yeah. using ICQ or something then, right? Or were we? When were we using ICQ? Uh, let's see. Is that later? Yeah, about 96 when I, when I got my first AOL account. So mm-hmm. I'm like, check this out. If I use a an, an eight, a bunch of equal signs, I can make a penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's your favorite one. I love this one. <laughs> but it, but it's just him making it seem so, and he's got to write it down. It's like, okay, it's an emote. I could have told right. you that in 95. People used to. Like this far in the future, they don't even do that anymore. No. They, you know? No. They just yeah. moved on to. Hit the little button and choose the, the perfectly drawn happy face to put yeah. in the very It's end. all emojis now. 
Uh, they'll use a, right. an eggplant when they mean pee-pee. Um, all right. <laughs> Is that what that means? <laughs> this whole time? all wrong. Now tell me about the peach. All right. Brian Nibbett, uh, you, I got audio from your date, your prom date, but here's the thing. Okay. This is uh-huh. when she's in the limo and you're outside the limo because you spray, you know, you spared no expense to coin a phrase from Jurassic Park. Spared no sure, expense. Sure. Sure. And uh, she's in the limo and um, boy, she's really feeling it. So she says these words to you I want you inside here with me now. Jeez. Oh. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. She really. Good old Sheila 6.9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's an effing idiot. Get that thing away from me, you stupid idiot. Oh, no. You stupid idiot, but get that effing thing away. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, here's New World Daryl. It's a new world, Daryl. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a new world, Daryl. There, there, there were a couple of commas in that. There was maybe an ellipsis yeah. in there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, here's dot, dot, dot. Yeah, a few dots. Uh, William Forsyth playing the thing he always plays. It's too dangerous. This isn't a scientific study. It's a field run. Womack. Oh, I can just, I just want to watch the rock. Let's go watch the rock. Let's do that again. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco talks. Is that a real gun? Weird. Yeah. Everybody was a kid once, but weird. Uh, hated the scream. <laughs> and they kept repeating it. I hated that. Oh, this is Symphony, was, of, Symphony of He screams. was using the, the Casio sampling tool so that he could play. When he was rocking out with the two, like, you know, whatever the control panels were to make sure. it sound like guitars and stuff. I just about this would have been what I would have maybe left the theater if I'd have seen this. Right, theaters. right. Uh, that's enough. Had enough. Come on, let's go. Yeah, this is it. I'm out. Yeah. All right. I wrote, I hated this, but I don't remember what it was. God, this guy is fun. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that laugh. That Ooh, Joker a good bullshit. laugh, though. Oh, I hate it. All right. Evolving. It's evolving. Into what? Into what, says Nurse, nurse Ratchet. Uh, something about testicles. What about hanging? By the testicles. About <laughs> <laughs> hanging. Death TV. That's right. Coming up with his, his uh, show plan. Yeah. Now, I'm going to play Man, this. That, that, oh, that little infomercial for the whatever the chop was. From the '90s, I guess must have been hugely influential. Uh, what is it? The slices, Julianne's, or oh, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, the, uh, not the Robin song. Williams used that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robin Williams slices used that in Aladdin. Julianne's. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's become such a like a trope phrase. Yeah, that was like. But I couldn't earlier. tell you the name of the product. The Ginsu knives was that it? Well, Ginsu uh, was. 80s. I thought it was the Vegematic. Is that not? I don't know, know, but Ginsu was '80s. It was really early, but maybe right. it carried over. I don't know. But yeah, those Ginsu knives, they really shoved those down our throats when we were teenagers. Yeah, they, they could like, cut a can, but why would you? Yeah. You so busy right. doing. It was, it was never the had Vegematic, a chance to ask. Yeah. Vegematic? Yeah. Okay. Some yeah. Ronco bullshit. It dices at Julian's fries, and look how it can cut through this can. No, that was the Ginsu knife. That was the Ginsu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Here's, oh, he's mad about his audience left. Where's my audience? Where's my audience? It's like a... Twitch streamer losing his mind. All right, here's uh, the, he sounds like Shatner in this one part. Where's my audience? Does that sound like Shatner to you? Yeah, it does. Where's my audience? Oh my gosh. Won't you play the other clip where he's uh, where Shatner's actually in this film? I didn't play that one. Where's my audience? All right, here's uh, here's the Parker chip has broken. I thought that would never end, but it did. I didn't care. What? That whole scene bothered me. Which one? Him falling apart? And- the wait, wait. He fell on the glass, and I'm like, we've been we've been implying this whole movie that 
you know, basically, if he has enough glass, he's unstoppable. So he ends up falling onto a whole bunch of glass, and I'm like, well, uh-oh, now he's screwed. He's going to turn into like a giant, giant monster of some sort. Mm-hmm. But he just makes a bunch of groaning noise, grunting noises and dies. Yeah. Like, so oh, I just, I just want to admit, you guys just made me look up Ron Popeil. And <laughs> the spokesperson? Yeah, Ron made Popeil. you? Not only did Ron Popeil uh, popularize the phrase, but wait, there's more in the 1950s. Oh, like, wow. That's how far back that goes. But wait, there's more. Popeil's still alive. That guy's. Oh, he's like, wait, there's still more life. Wait, he's 85 years old (laughs) and still kicking around somewhere. Oh, my gosh. But wait, there's more Popeil. Look at that. Ronald M. Popeil still with us. That surprises me. I was sure he was. Yeah. And of course, uh, like the catchphrase, set it and forget it, is a good 40 years later. Like mm. the career. Well, that guy's been busy. He's also, he's been, oh, this is great. He's been a, uh, an extra, or rather a, a guest star on The X-Files, Futurama, King of the Hill, The Simpsons, Sex and the City, and The City, rather. The Daily Show, mm-hmm. The West Wing. He's on everything. SNL, he yeah. was on some skit with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, the Vegematic thing. He did a Gallagher thing in the eighties on tour with Gallagher. That guy is interesting. <laughs> did yeah. we speaking of like those kind of celebrities that that make these Billy cameos? Mays. Did yeah. we we didn't even mention uh the let's get ready to rumble guy? Oh, oh right. yeah. Let's uh, get ready to uh, rumble. Be, be Michael Buffer. Yeah, Michael who, Buffer. Who, by the way, looked okay, so I did a little looking up on this. He looks like thirty one. He's fifty one mm-hmm. in this. Really? Oh wow. He looked really wow. young, yeah. He really did. And he still gets every time we hear that he gets money for that, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, he is the avatar of Las Vegas for me. When I think of a man, you might think of Wayne Newton, and, and yeah. especially in that Vegas Vacation movie, right? He's he he is portrayed as the avatar of Vegas in that movie. But I'm saying Michael Buffer. There's something about I expect that you're like walking into the in and out burger in Las Vegas and he's standing in line in front of you wearing a tuxedo <laughs> and his hair is just so. Do you ever think- is, uh, is what he does in this film. Is it buffering? <laughs> he's yeah. I can't get it to load. What's going on? He's buffering. Right. <laughs> just keeps repeating. We thought I'd get something out of Brian Dunaway. For that <laughs> oh, sorry. I was still reading. Oh, I heard something out of him. It sounded like, all right, just kidding. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Uh, here's a bad Russell Crowe laugh. <laughs> oh, that was Crow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh it was a glitch in the matrix for sure. Ooh. All right. And then finally, uh, uh, uh. I thought of that one too. It reminded me of, uh, absolutely. I hate this hacker crap. <laughs> I hate this hacker shit. He said crap or shit. He said shit. Did he? Sometimes I can't remember if I'm on a PG rated podcast or not. So oh, you can say shit care. all you want. Right. <laughs> Never remember. Yeah, I try to remind you every time I say shit. That's my right. reminder that we're good yeah. to say shit. We're just a non F bomb crew here. We try to keep it in the 13, you know, like the. Yeah. So, the kid, so the kid, you know, some of the kids can can enjoy this 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 show. And, you know, scatological words like shit is, is fine. It's that F word, boy. Scat- scatological. Isn't that the is that what they scat. say? I thought that was a thing. Scatological. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you said scat, and yeah. that means yeah, it means poop. That's yeah. why that's why yeah. the word scatological refers to that word because it it's a poop word. 
That's literally so. What you're li- you're giggling at is actually why it's called that. It's why it's called scatting. That's true. It don't, it's true. <laughs> it's not for the scat man or something like that. <laughs> Beep bop dip bop dip dip dip. I think one is spelled scadological. Another one is spelled scat. I think I don't know. Are you sure? Hold I on. don't know. Scat. I'm gonna find them. No. We're gonna get an answer on this. Hold on. I, I don't know. Right. We need scatological. We need some, uh, Here we go. S C A T scatological. Here's a here's a reading. Here. Scatology. Okay. Sc- no. Well, hold on. That's different. Oh, the study man. of fecal excrement. Okay, so that's a different thing. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for <laughs> scatological. There we go. Found it. Okay. Let's see how that. I'm one looking sounds. at the uh, Latin root words. Um. <laughs> oh, here it is. Right here. Scatological. Uh, number one adjective categorized by obscenity or preoccupation or obscen- uh, or with obscenity, especially in the form of references to excrement. Interesting. Yeah, I've learned something today. Yep, you've learned. We've all learned together. And uh, now I'm going to laugh about it anyway. Well, good because I'm going to play this. <laughs> it's the film sack checklist. The inmates might have too much paper. Check. I can't be the only person who thought he cut off his ween and reassembled it. Check. I really oh. did. There was a hot minute there where he was like looking down and it did the chop. And then I thought, oh my right. gosh, did he do his mm. penis? Nope. Yeah, he used his a slap chop on his penis. Yeah. No good. Uh, finally, maybe the best worst movie with uh, two, sorry, with two near future best actor recipients. Check. Hey, look, check this out. Uh, connections. There are some. Lots of crossover stuff we've already talked about. But Randy, you found some actual Trek connections. I just, I just wanted to. I just wanted to only talk about Deep Space Nine because, uh, but beyond the obvious, that there were three actors in vir- in the, at least in the virtuosity credits that were in Deep Space Nine. That's mm. Michael B. Silver and Tracy Coco that we we've, we've mentioned many many times, mm. and uh, Danny Goldring. He plays a character named John Symes in this movie, and uh, Danny Goldring was two different characters in Deep Space Nine. In uh, the episode Civil Defense, he played Legate Kell, so he was a Cardassian. And then in the episode Nor the Battle to the Strong, he played a guy named Chief Burke. Uh, with just like proving our strange philosophy that we're always connected to Star Trek. Uh, of course, the connection, the connection for this movie is Louise Fletcher. Uh, when you see her, when you hear her, if, you, if you're not thinking about Kai Wynn from D- DS9, then you haven't watched DS9. Uh, believe it or not, she was only in 14 episodes of oh, Deep wow. Space Nine. Wow, mm-hmm. she, she worked with um, oh famous actor, played Nixon in Frost v. Nixon. Uh <sighs> Won an Oscar for that? Shit. Anyway, they were both Bajorans in that. And uh, that was an amazing time because in Deep Space Nine, freaking Deep Space Nine, you had these two incredibly seasoned, amazing, award-winning actors playing Bajorans, dicking around with the hole, with the, uh, what do you call it, the hole, the space hole. Dicking around with the wormhole. hole. Wormhole. Wormhole. <laughs> space hole. Uh, you're thinking of Frank Langella. Yes. There's no V in Frost Nixon. Yeah, um, I don't know why I keep yeah. saying V. There's I don't a know slash, though. Yeah, there is. Half a, of a V. It's, 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 in, half it's implied. <laughs> half of yeah, an upside-down V. <laughs> uh, he, he played a Bajoran minister in three of episodes of Deep Space Nine, but he didn't want to be credited. So oh, it, he's like, he's a, he's, he was really mysterious when I was younger and watching this. I, I felt like I knew who that was, but I didn't, you know, see that's strange because know. he wanted, because he says one of his favorite things was the He-Man movie playing Skeletor. Why would he want to like love on that, but not be credited in Star Trek? That's weird to me. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. That guy's a that guy's a mystery wrapped in a riddle. All right, moving on. We got the soundtrack grade. I'm going to give it an SVP for sporadically very poopy. I think it was real mixed bag on the soundtrack. Uh, some of the mm-hmm. licensed stuff was fine and a nice throwback, but that theme, whatever, not great. Um, it probably didn't help that I watched Road to Perdition before that and... What are you crazy? I love that movie. It's like, oh, I think I'll have my I'll have my dessert first, <laughs> and then I'll muscle through my vegetables. Well, no like thanks. you said, you don't want to watch it after, or else yeah, you're gonna right. screw things up. But yeah. I watched that, and that has one of the best scores of all time. And uh, speaking of uh, man, we we made we made a lot of connections today. But Sam Mendes and all his movies and everything—that's such a great movie. If you guys haven't seen I, that movie I recently, you freaking oh, so good. Sorry, what? I just want to believe that someone could take this movie if they if they had a version that didn't have a score, and put the live album "Throwing Copper" underneath mm. it. just the whole thing. Um, the, the song in- crazy in an old mother day. You could do that the whole time, is what you're saying. The song, the, the live song that's in this movie is "White Discussion," which is the last one on that album, and the song right before it is this sweeping mysterious piece called pillar of davidson and i've i've probably listened to that song 500 times i love I that man. Like, there's something about that one track on that album i would love to hear that under this movie yeah that whole album's so good gosh so good it. yeah what a standout that thing was kind of bummed me out though because that's an early peak for that band you know mm-hmm. it's like they really spent their cheese that day all right <laughs> Uh, okay, more cheese all out let's all out. out all spent <laughs> all spent no more cheese let's get to some real cheese here and do the twitter posts this is where you guys take your uh your feelings about this movie and sum it up in 280 characters or less let's begin feelings. with randy uh, virtuosity whatever else i was previously going to say here about this movie i can only now look back on it and think reverse cheeseburger yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even need to go to Ivan's house nope nope <laughs> I'd never heard that phrase. That was delivered like uh by Uber Eats right there, buddy. Just yep. yeah. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna see a naked man's butt without thinking of that now. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh then uh, also oh sorry, now Brian uh, Dunaway. Uh, oh virtuosity. Just because I'm carrying around the joy of sacking your crappy film inside me doesn't mean we can't be friends. Oh nice one. I like that. And finally, Brian Ibbett. Virtuosity, as cutting edge as Dactyl Nightmare, they should have named Crow's character Ray Tracer. Yeah. It's not bad. Missed opportunity. No, they. (laughs) Yes, I almost forgot to say the name of the movie before my Twitter post. It was a funny little hesitation there. Made me laugh. Uh, Virtuosity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that impressed with Ray Tracing. I don't know. I am. I'm blown away by it when it's used right. Have you seen the, mm-hmm. the the Minecraft thing? It's uh, unbelievable. Like, I cannot believe a game looks like it looks with ray tracing stuff. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, some implementations are light. Like, even the work, the World of Warcraft one's nice, but it's not anything crazy. But, like, Control looks insane with RTX running. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, dude, ray tracing. It's the future. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it another shot. It's part of the future. <laughs> Let's say it that way. All right, uh, moving on to uh, what? Oh, email. the alternate, email? Uh, no, the alternate titles here. Look at this. This was almost called Clippy Made Flesh. Or oh. we're going to make this film like it's 1999. All right, moving on to emails now. 
Uh, this is an email from Sam. It's fairly lengthy. I'm going to read the whole thing. Uh, he is a fan from the South, he says, and he says this. So he's in your part of the world there, Dunaway. Well, hi. Hi, Sam. Uh, he says, firstly, let me thank you all for sacrificing yourself to the film gods. Your selflessness has mm-hmm. revived or re- helped me relive many a boring hour while driving or puttering around the house in my bathrobe and bunny slippers. Well, that's a lot of info. <laughs> um, I was listening to your My Bloody Valentine episode, which is crazy to think Ooh. is our last episode that we just did. I feel yeah. nine years ago. Um, let's see. When your scrutiny bit mentioned something uh, or someone throwing up after looking at a prop in the movie, and for the record, it was the director. Uh, Randy had made the statement that that's usually uh, that is sorry he wrote this weird that statement that usually that is cute from smell and not so much vision cute, cute by smell it must be he wrote cute uh, in my case the only or that totally did not happen I was absolutely vision because maybe because I was so young and did not uh, get myself exposed to as much violence as society has today however standing mm-hmm. in the electronics department of a Montgomery Ward's department store my dad. Uh, in my case, uh, see, my Lynn, see, he's got some typos in here. Uh, my case, it totally didn't, did not happen. It was absolutely vision. He says again. All right. He goes on and says, I was young. Oh, let's see. Uh, okay. It was the scene where Chief Brody's kid was in the lagoon. Okay. Right, right. And a guy on the robot came up to the kids and told them they needed to be, uh, sorry, get, <laughs> needed to get a sure win the shark attack. The shark tipped over the boat, and you saw the guy getting eaten, and then the leg floating down to the bottom of the lagoon. The lagoon. That's when I hurled one complete Burger Whoa. King kids meal and a strawberry. Oh chain wow! All over the console television and the floor. Uh, the wow. Second, he says the second time was a couple years later, and with the movie Aliens. I had just walked into the room where my dad was watching the film, and it was the part where Ripley is driving APC through the underbelly of the reactor, trying to get away from the alien ambush. Part of the action sequence is where the alien gets hurled down in front of the APC and run over, and you see yellow guts being sprayed out from under the APC. Yep, another barf session. Oh. Uh, at least uh, this is, or sorry, this one didn't have Burger King involved. A fan from the South, Sam. So <laughs> wow. some people are, right? You know, like there are people, you guys yeah. have friends where you can just gag and, or make a gag sound, and now and they're just done. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they lose it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know who, I don't know anyone like that. I did have a friend who could barf on command, though. But he, but he did that to mess with people. Like he'd just go, "Hey, how's it going? Oh, good. How are you?" And he just puke. Yeah, that's that's not cool. No, don't do that. I agree. I can I can suck air into my stomach and then burp. Okay. Like I have I have that ability to. I can suck as much air as I want to into my stomach, and I don't advise that you do that. That's not a good thing for you. Are you going to demonstrate this here? Time. We have to see this in action right now. No, or? I don't want. No, to I'm not going to do it. I okay. haven't I haven't done it a long, Thank long you, time. But what's, it's the, like, what's the sharding equivalent of burping and accidentally throwing up a little bit? Yeah, no thanks. That's disgusting. <laughs> Would you call that? With, it's got to be an equivalent. Yeah, yeah, on the other end of things, we got burp shart. Chucking, burp chucking. Oh, that sounded like you said something B- totally vomiting. different. Vomiting? Vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the point is, what was the point? Oh, that you can burp. That's great. <laughs> You can burp too. I'm glad you can make burp. yourself burp. I, I had a my Korean brother could get on his hands and knees, arch his back in such a way, and get his butt way up in the air that he could suck air into his butt, and then oh my gosh, make huge fart sounds. Oh yeah, it was you gr- people what? make you people make the human body sound disgusting. It please. is. It's gross. Humans are gross. But my brother Matt was really gross, so he would do that all the time. 
And uh, he was also the same kid that as soon as we adopted him and got off the bus, uh, or got off the out of the car and into the house. I don't know why I, said I was about bus. to say, we're adopting him, but uh, you got to come in by the bus. Yeah. See you then. First thing he did was go out in the backyard, find some grasshoppers, put them in the microwave, and uh, cook them, and then eat them. So he was weird. Yeah, he was weird. He had he had ideas. It, was he weird, or was he like trying to establish his dominance in the family? I think that's what he was probably doing. Maybe we're the weird ones. I'm like right. I'm know. like if if I was if I was adopted and had to come into a you know house full of other kids, I'm like, well, I've got to. I've got to show these people. Yeah. I'm going to go kill some grasshoppers yeah. and then, oh, and, and then he caught a bee way. with his bare hand. And then when the bee stung him, he, it was the palm or kind of, you know, the WTF, not your, not your palm, but the side of your, you know, where your pinky side right, is the pad, the yeah, pad the of fleshy, the side. Big, the pad. That's where it yeah. stung him. So his, his yeah. answer wasn't to go seek help or have us pull a stinger out or any of that. It was to go over to a brick wall and vigorously rub his palm bloody until the stinger was out of his hand. Oh, jeez. Uh, Works yeah. for me. the stinger out. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And he still has a scar on the side of his hand that looks a little like a check mark. Like oh. a little, like a little quality check huh. thing. Anyway, what and I'm saying is, it. my whole point is, he's really weird, is my point. All right. Just, I am just really, really proud that over the last 15 plus years of you telling Matt stories, <laughs> uh, you have stopped calling him by the original nickname. Oh, Ding Pong? Yeah, I quit doing that. That's nice. Yeah, he it, within <laughs> our nice. within our family uh, dynamic, um, there there are plenty of like terms of endearment that that by t- today's societal standards would be seen as a little bit rude or off putting or right. whatever. And so we kind of all stopped doing that publicly. But you know, when we still see each other. Matt'll go. I'll go. Hey, Matt, let's get a video. And he'll go. Oh, I'm going to put on my best ding pong face, and he'll he'll do the whole thing. Like he <laughs> goes for it. We all go for it. <laughs> But we also realize that there is a, there's family time and then there's yeah, polite yeah. society time. And yes, right. polite society time doesn't like me goofing off with my Korean brother that way. So that's right. I don't do that anymore. Anyway, that's the end of this uh, here episode. Uh, our ne- oh, uh, emails. Sam, thank you for sending this in. You can send more of these into filmsack at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody who sends emails in. We love them. Uh, so keep that up. Our next film is Under Siege. Now, there's a, a revolutionarily non-memorable film. Well, hey. yeah, I, I really, and I said this before the show, I really can only remember one scene. That's I love this movie. Like, I remember I loving it, it too. I loved totally it at the time. Seen, we have not yeah. seen a Steven Seagal movie in a long time. Yeah, yeah. it's been a bit. It's been a bit. Plus, um, this just feels like one that's been on the list for ages. So, mm-hmm. right, yeah. it's time to get under siege. Done and out. We're not. Gonna I be- mean, it's got Gary Busey, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I mean, come on, Steven Seagal's in it, sure. Yeah, sure. Well, it's it's the moment where everyone went, oh, Steven Seagal. He's going to be a big. He's going to be one of those guys. He's the he's Arnold level now. At least mm-hmm. we thought maybe that was going to happen after this movie. And then it didn't really happen. But uh. it was it was his first three or four movies where it was just him as a badass mm-hmm. that uh, like that like that was enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he made uh-huh. three or four movies called something to something, and <laughs> like, I don't know. He kind of like filled yeah. his space. You know what I'm something saying? Something on something under something. Yeah, yeah. right. Hard yeah. to kill. Must must go down. Or <laughs> I can't think of it anymore. <laughs> 
That's all I got. Uh, above the law. Above Alfred the law. Justice. That's right. Uh, on Deadly Ground. Yeah. Uh, I it's, may have watched some Seagal when I was young. Inside the mall. Yeah. Okay, I, I looked it up. It's the, it's the four. It's Above the Law, Hard to Kill, Marked for Death, and Out for Justice. There it right. is. <laughs> they came out back every year. It was four straight years of a new Steven Seagal movie every year. Yeah. And it's just like you you should have just been done. He would have had a he would have been a legend if he had just stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he really would have. We'd all look back and go, oh, I wish that guy would get back. And then he would be nice enough or nobody would be so annoyed with him that he could be in an Expendables movie, mm-hmm. you know? Like that, he's a, he is a missing, when I see you in an Expendables movie, I'm like, this is missing him. He needs to yeah, be in one it of really these. Is. It really is. But apparently he's such a giant dick. Yeah, that's that's what people wants, say. Nobody wants to work with him. No. Yeah, that's what people say. Why would you want to? Like, listen to this. I got a little thing for you. Hold on. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Oh my! Shut up, dude. <laughs> shut up. That's my favorite. Uh, I, that, that clip has got to come up a few times next week. He has such a boner for the president of Russia, and he's so. And he didn't. He he's officially a Russian now, right? Didn't he? Uh, I think he changed uh, dude, nationality. Dual, officially, uh, do dual that. citizenship. I think. Yeah, maybe it's right. dual. I forget. In two countries, <laughs> or whatever his name is. <laughs> Between two countries. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's next week. It's under siege. Get your big boat ready. Or no. Your yeah, big boat ready. It is a boat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, yeah. the train. Yeah. With, wait. No, big boat. Two, under two, two is the train, train with oh, okay, Catherine okay. Heigl. You're right. Yeah. You're, wait, what? Catherine Heigl? Yeah, that? Catherine Heigl is the daughter. The two two is uh, the train. Oh. Under siege two. Okay. I didn't realize that was Catherine Heigl in two. Yeah, huh. his daughter. Yep. She would one day have niece. a prosthetic vagina in Knocked Up. Did you guys ever see that? That was a thing. <laughs> yes. We brought this up on TMS, and it was like a. It's been a bit of a Mandela effect because I, when I saw Knocked Up, I remember a scene. I remember being a little blown away by it. there was a mirror shining down on a fake vagina <laughs> that had a head crowning out of it because the baby's coming. <laughs> and then nobody else who saw that was like, "No, that's not in didn't there." Didn't remember them. Didn't remember that scene in there. But yeah, apparently I think it was two in the deleted exist. scenes or something. Yeah. There's two versions of this movie. I saw one that had a vagina. Director's cut. Yeah. yeah. I definitely saw that, Scott. So I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. You and I saw whatever version that was. And I don't think we sought it out. That was just the version it was. It was just like, <laughs> hey, we rented this. Here's the scene with the vagina in it. And then no one else seems yeah. to have seen it. You know, right. like for a while they were doing that whole, like the unrated version. Every, oh, yeah. Every Apatow yeah. movie, you, the, the yep. movie, the version you'd get. Uh, to rent or whatever would be the unrated edition. Yeah. I think that was just basically the same kind of thing. Probably. Yeah. And it usually came down to one scene like that. Like that's yeah. all it would be. Exactly. Yes. What, what humans are seeing the, the, the ween in the elevator and the hangover movies or, you know, right. What was the mod? There was an Amish one where they went to Kingpin. Amish. Was it King? No, not Kingpin. I love not Kingpin. Kingpin. Kingpin, not Kingpin. No, I'm thinking of the. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. It was a bad, raunchy comedy. <laughs> but in it, uh, there was a scene where they said, oh, "Here's the uncut version," and it turned out to be a 30 second scene of an uncut a wiener that was uncut walking close to the camera. That was the only change. And that's how they got to call it uncut. So they also thought they were being clever. Oh, uncut. Yeah, right. Yeah, that makes me want to kick somebody in their uncut penis. <laughs> right in their reverse cheeseburger. Right in the reverse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I may use that someday. I don't know. I'm trying to f- formulate a plan. <laughs> that's that's also not good for polite family conversation. No, not so much. <laughs> Keep that stuff at home. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Yes. Yes, Randy. You know who's in Knocked Up that you might not believe until you look it up? Uh, Kaylee Cuoco. Stormy Daniels. Oh, really? Oh, really? Porn okay. porn sensation slash Donald Trump payoff. Stormy Daniels is in. Uh, yeah. Okay. What does she yep. do in there? What's her deal? She's there's apparently a scene in Nocta. I don't remember this at all. There's a scene in a strip club. Okay. She's like giving Seth Rogen a lap dance or something. Oh my gosh. Huh. All right. Does she uh maybe it's her fake vagina in the in the scene? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That, that phrase doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. All right. Uh, that's it for the show. Then under siege next week, everybody do your homework. Oh, we didn't tell them where it was. HBO. It's the month of HBO max. Yeah. Everything we're watching is on HBO. This thing. This if you want now is a good time to get your free month of HBO max. Yeah, that's right. If you don't, it's my, if that's a thing, I don't even know. If it's that's like in my top two streaming services right now. So I, mm-hmm. I love it, yeah. but I realize that a bunch of you are going to be like, Oh man, I've already got Hulu and prime. What are we doing here? Well, mm-hmm. that's what we're doing here. We're watching that. So check it out. HBO Max happening now under siege. That's going to do it for us. Filmsack.com is our website. Filmsack at gmail.com is our email address. And as always, you can follow the show on Twitter. <coughs> Excuse me. At Twitter. Or at Twitter. At Filmsack. At Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Twitter. <laughs> uh, leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Courtesy tap. We'll see you next time. Ew, courtesy day. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Good afternoon. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.